up, y'all? Welcome to the Color Cast Podcast, the show where we discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. We are a diverse group of people pushing for inclusion. Long time coming. What up, James? Girl? <laughs> Hello, queens. Yes, yes. I'm here with the boy Joe, per usual. Yeah. Here with my fiance Allie. Hello. The lovely lady. It's been a while since we've all been together. What's up, man? Damn. Yeah, it has. <laughs> a little hiatus for everyone. <laughs> yeah, take a break. Yeah, I think the last time we all recorded together was 2019. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, yeah. Is the f- this is the first recording of the year? Well, no, the time that all of us specifically have been together. Well, like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, for us. Yeah. Like, oh, oh wow. yeah. This is the first one of the year. In oh. February, it flew the fuck by. So, I know. Yeah. Shit is nuts. Valentine's Day just passed. Yes. Yes. On that day, it's uh, it's funny. Maybe was it you who showed me the Kalani diss track? Yes, the diss track for... Um, she um, was looking for About YG. I was. Right, so Kalani the singer has a diss track against... <laughs> bo- I'm sorry, ex-boyfriend YG. Um, it's called Shameful. It's called Valentine's Day Shameful. Shameful, yeah. Yeah, and this came just after they created a song together, mm-hmm. talking about how much in love they were. And yeah, they just posted a picture together too, and then she right. released this. Let so. me just let me just weigh in on this real quick. Mm-hmm. Joe, are you, do you know YG? I know YG, I know Kalani. Never heard okay. of his song. Got it. But uh, I wasn't aware even they dated. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, <laughs> keep it a stat. It was very brief, but let me just... Even in the diss track, it gets, there's no name dropping specifically. Um, there's even like a specific line from her song where she's like, you know, I'm not going to drop names. I don't want to give you that kind of attention, whatever. But I believe there's a certain amount of responsibility on behalf of Kalani to know who the hell she's dating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. dating a rapper. Sure. There are yeah. certain expectations. Wait, but what does that mean? She, I guess he's trying I, to well, say I'm you're saying is, a rapper, expect that you're going to get hurt and cheated on. I, I, I would say, not even expect that you will get hurt. I guess I would say you can expect a rapper, most rappers, by girls. to be in environments <laughs> where they may put themselves in situations. And it's more common with rapper than most other professions, I think. Go ahead, James. I think I, I can kind of understand your position. I think it's just... Um, I don't know, I just think that kind of, if we word that kind of thing wrong, then it comes off as, like, we're kind of saying, like, these men can do what they want to do mm-hmm. and get away with it because that's the... Industry they're that's in. That's their industry yeah. that they're in. These women know it. And so oh, sure, okay. So it kind of dismisses I agree their, with, yeah. the accountability and yeah. it literally mm-hmm. places it onto them, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it says, like, well, they should know what situation I they're feel you. doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I was like, wow, oh, because we yeah. can't really can't really approach it yeah. that way you know like we never know now if it was like a consistent thing and you know this woman was being wronged by the same man mm-hmm. over right. and over and they right. were just kind of putting up with it then it's kind of like okay don't don't go out there now and then yeah. hear out all his dirty laundry i, I guess it's track, it's like you know? off top you can't base the profession you can't base their persona off their profession yeah because i mean yeah. like you know not i'm sure not every rapper but i'm yeah i'm sure it's probably Good 99.9% are unfaithful, you know. Yeah, everyone cheats, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's everyone cheats. And it, even in the song, she was saying, like, you know, how they... Well, that's they, the thing. You can't say everyone cheats, though. 
Well, everyone can cheat. Any any a rapper, actor, actress. Oh, you mean like any occupation? Well, yeah, I mean anyone can yeah. cheat. Yeah, 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 anyone yeah. can that's cheat. True. That's yes, what yes, I'm yes, saying. Yes, yes. So we can't just generalize. Okay, well, they're a rapper. You know, mm. rappers will mostly cheat, but anyone can cheat, really. You know. Right, I feel you. And the person who gets cheated on definitely deserves to have a reaction to that. You yeah. Know what I mean? And to feel some type of way. And she that. reacted. Mm-hmm. She went in. Well, on I him. guess when I see the reactions, I'm like. I think it's coming from... Well, you I don't know. Yeah. That's just something I've learned over time is just people express themselves differently. Yeah. So I yeah. was always, it was always hard for me to be oh, empathetic God. with people when they would express themselves in a way that differed from mine. That's true. But now I just... Like for an artist like Kehlani, that's how she felt she mm-hmm. needed to address those issues and get something off her chest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I guess for us, we would probably just bottle it up, chill out for a few mm-hmm. days, and then call it a day, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, they're, and they're public figures, so we, we have an idea that the form of their expression is going to be through mm-hmm. song. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it, yeah. was, it was great. I mean, I felt some type of way, even though I don't feel some type of way. Like, I felt like <laughs> I related to her. And John oh, I don't, on me. I don't know their beef. <laughs> I get not into them. the issues. But you get and into Allie it, yeah. put that stuff on the day that I got home from work and made me listen to it and she put the lyric video on the screen yeah. and I was looking at him I was like oh she's going in she's going <laughs> like, oh okay. yeah yeah she's feeling away oh, Kalani went in what happened was YG, she was reading YG, yeah he <laughs> fell asleep drunk and mm. she went through his phone and she mm-hmm. saw that he was cheating Doing dirty <laughs> like I helped you fight yeah. your addiction she's saying how his family his friends his label um, they loved her, and now he's like ungrateful. He's shameful. Yeah. So and people, was, yeah. people were posting about YG and Kalani when they got together. I was like, don't nobody care about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, they were gonna be broken up yeah. with soon, I, I did. just yeah. because of, of. I'm gonna say, just I mean, YG's specific personality. But it's like I just call it the game. Like yeah. it's the nature of the game, honestly. Because dating, when you're at that sort of air, when you're in that sector of the of society you know what i mean yeah in general is just it's not the world is different really yeah. Yeah. yeah future's on his seventh kid future the rest I can't. Of- I can't. Good Lord. kid number seven i love the future memes i don't know if you guys seen any of those across no. the internet but no, it's, it's just him always just like you know how people like to say oh he's like toxic as fuck yeah <laughs> yeah so it's always like him like sending a toxic ex- like a toxic text to an ex Oh my like just God. like a funny play on words. It, I'll have to show you one time. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. And yeah, he has. A, a, but uh, are there any specific lyrics from this song that really stand out to you guys? Shoot, when she was saying um, how, like, I think at one point, like, um, um, the image, um, the immature me wishes that I could um, just run away to a place where I feel sane and it just makes you feel for her like she's been she's been through the ringer like Kaylani's been through a lot you know? yeah she's yeah she's been through a lot so it's like back to back to back mm-hmm. and then at one point he's like um she's you know it seems young. like I can't catch a break so it yeah. sucks you know and it, it, as a woman it, it makes me feel for her like like damn you, yeah you, you know? certainly empathize yeah a lot for her babe because yeah. Yeah, I But it is hard, and you know what? She's a single, you know, a single mom. mom, You know, a single mom in a public spotlight. So still making bomb ass music. Like she went, like she just came in. Like I'm gonna go in the studio. I'm gonna make this diss song, and she just went in. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. talent right there, and her voice. You know, you can't. It kind of brings me to my next point. I listened to this TED talk about love, Mm -hmm. and it's called "In and Out of Love" on. TED Radio, if you guys want to listen, in and out of love. And it opens with 
this uh, researcher from Stony Brook University, a dude named Arthur Aaron. He created, he wanted to, they wanted to create love in the laboratory. So what they did was hmm. he created 36 questions that are designed to develop a closeness, a closeness to a person, but not necessarily a romantic connection. Sure. And so these people, they used those 36 questions on a date. They thought afterwards it was they were so connected with this person that again it was kind of awkward because of how connected they were mm-hmm. first so meeting. Soon. Yeah, absolutely. What they did was that they had the questions on the phone, and it was like, um, "Was your childhood?" They were very personal questions. They would get more personal as the questions went on. One of one of which was like, "Is your childhood? What was the most happiest memory from your childhood? What was the saddest memory from your childhood?" Um, at what point do you feel most connected with them? Sorry, really personal questions. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, the couple who did that, they saw each other again, got married, been together for five years. Um, wow. The woman was part of that experiment. She studied <clears throat> love for 10 years. And to my, the, the point is, she was able to distinguish that love is in fact kind of a science. So when you fall in love with someone, you, you have a chemical reaction in your brain and there's a biological component to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are cultural scripts that we abide by when dating. Mm-hmm. But with, with Ali, for example, I, I'm a very logical person. <laughs> so after those feelings of love, I'm like, okay, we have to sit down and assess if we could really make this work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For me, growing up, love was never enough because of the relationships that I saw. And so in his TED Talk, she was saying that love can also be a justification for toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. Love can also be Mm -hmm. a reason why you commit yourself to something that does not make logical sense. So it it was an interesting take because, yeah, I feel like a lot lot of time people... Oh, what she was saying was that she was like falling in love. The idea that we are falling. She's like falling implies that it's accidental, that it's not on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And and she was saying, (laughs) you know... What's most powerful about love is that it's a choice and it's a decision that you can make. She's like, we have a lot more say over love than we give ourselves credit for. Um, in the movies especially, man. Movies exaggerate love. They, yeah, man, the like rom coms. Right. <laughs> I mean, and it gives us, I think, kind of a distorted idea of what love is supposed to be. Rom-coms, mm-hmm. Disney movies. Like Disney princesses. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So hearing that TED talk, I was like, that's fucking interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, we say that all the time at, at our house. We're just always like, God, like, why? How come all the stuff that we grew up watching portrayed everything so differently? Mm-hmm. Because like, love is definitely not like that. No. Right. I learned that yeah. when Seth came along. Would you guys say that it's like, like Disney portrays it in a way where it's like black and white, like it's like simple like that? I, I think that's I Disney's do. brand. Yeah, yeah. I it's think. simple. Yeah, Which, I mean, but yeah, it's not like Disney's trying to make it seem like they portray a realistic version of anything you know what i mean they're just trying to write like a happy story yeah exactly yeah Yeah. at the end of the day i think there are other studios but yeah like you said like rom-coms and stuff like that you know it would portray a very very interesting Mm -hmm. idea of what love oh my gosh yeah Yeah. was supposed to be i guess yeah and (laughs) according to someone's story i don't know what story we used as a reference but i think the the template might want to be updated soon yeah because we want to live up to those standards in real life and on social media, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh God, love is so much more than just the highlights. Yeah, it's, it's hard work, it's dedication, yeah. it's yeah. pain. Well, and that's where, as she had mentioned, yeah. it's a decision that we make. Correct. Like, we sure. have a lot more control Correct. over our love than we do because, Correct. I agree. you know, you do, you choose to work through that. Yeah, right. exactly. Those part of your situation. Exactly. Yeah. 
when we because we got past Ali and I got past the honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. which is great. It's like phys- It's like that person said. I, I forget her damn name, but like she said, you are going through a biological change. Like you fit like those. That dopamine, mm-hmm. your brain, you know what I'm saying? It is a yeah. physical, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Physiological right. thing. Yeah. And then once you move past that, it can be sad. Like, oh my gosh, we're out of the honeymoon phase. I explained to Allie. I was like, shit, I'm glad that we are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we're past mm-hmm. that. It's Seth and I always just told each other we're just at a different phase of our love. That's yeah. all. Yeah, is. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This is, we have to really, can we make this work forever? Yeah, exactly. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool listening to that. You guys well, should that's, listen to that. That's cute as hell. Oh, that's adorable as shit. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Just single. He can't really. <laughs> one day, Joe. Oh, one, one day. day. He'll oh, get there, ladies. Oh, we out here. <laughs> Hit him on the ground. We out here at the color cast. Don't you ever play there us you go. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so Valentine's Day is gone. Um, just catching up since it has been so long. Girl, James. <laughs> you been watching? Girl, James. <laughs> I'm glad that that's my intro. Oh, yeah. What you've been watching since it's been since last year that we've spoken about what you've been watching? You know, I no judgment. Nobody thinks that I'm weird. I've actually been... When I have free time, I've been binging on Olympic clips. Oh, because, why would anyone think that And you, you know, since like growing up, I've always yeah. been obsessed with the Olympics. Yeah. I don't know why. I love, the, I love the Olympics. And this is an Olympic year. Yeah. So I just literally I lay there for hours and I binge on. Well, didn't you do a lot of like we ran sports tra- in high school? Yeah, we ran track. And well, yeah, field. we ran track. We played football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, From middle stuff. school all the way through high school, we ran track and field. Yeah, That's and fun. I love. I've always had an obsession with the Olympics since I was a kid. So I've just been. Binging. <laughs> I've been binging on. Bro, this you get lost year. in the YouTube rabbit hole. Oh god, yes. Olympic clips. Yeah. Oh god, Olympic clips. Yes. It's gonna be fun this year. Like just kind of. Where we're at in life, <laughs> it's, gonna, yeah. it's gonna be an enjoyable Olympics. Cause yeah, the last one we were—I was still, you know, hustling. Yeah, we were in the military, yeah. weren't we? What was four years ago, twenty sixteen? Oh, was, oh yeah, no, yeah, that was why I didn't pay attention. I was just busy with school and work. Yeah, oh yeah, even during summer, no. But it's summer like now summer. I'll be able to like chill and oh, yeah, like I'm about it. to kick it. Yeah, be absolutely lit watching the Olympics. And Usain Bolt is retired. Yeah, and, you Usain know, Bolt. The, I think Allison Felix might be trying to compete this last time, but. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I've just been I've just been obsessed with all that. Okay, stuff. I'm glad you brought up the Olympics. That's a great talking point because. Um, I yeah. fucking love the Olympics. I mean, it reminds me so much of Kobe. We'll, we'll talk about Kobe, but... In a little bit, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. But uh, while we're on the Olympics, I don't mean to sidetrack too much here, but... Okay. It's in Tokyo, right? It is. Is it in Tokyo? It's supposed to be, but that's... I guess that's why right now they're putting the building of the venue on hold or something wow. like that. Wow. Do you think yeah. uh, Do you think coronavirus is going to be a problem for the Olympics? That's actually that's an issue right now that they do have yeah. with staging it there. So. Yeah, and bro, Matt, think about all the people who travel in and out of LA mm-hmm. on the West Coast, travel through here. It's yeah, I think it's absolutely the threat is a real thing, so yeah. they have to take it. Seriously. Oh yeah, are you kidding me? We do casino night at my um, community every three months. We canceled it because we don't want them to go to the casino and get the coronavirus. Yeah. It's a valid, like, yeah, it's a, real um, thing. a valid, um, what am I going to say? I'm telling you, it's fear. A real fear. It's a fear. I have my, I have fear. my own yeah. theories behind this. I've said it at home, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and keep it off the mic. <laughs> about what? Because they're a little bit controversial. About what? 
Nothing. I just don't think. Bring up one. You, you brought it up. You have to say one. Is what I would call an accident per se. Oh, oh yeah. dang! Conspiracy boys. Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. I'm not even. I'm the furthest thing from conspiracy. Yeah, boys. you. Like, you are. I'm, you really I'm are. Not like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but th- like with this specifically, just with some articles I've been reading in terms of certain turns that the economy has made and whatnot like it does it just doesn't surprise me that an event like the coronavirus is happening at all Mm. right when it happened i was skeptical i was like oh and it's already starting to die down but there i I noticed that the media is trying to keep it alive Mm -hmm. but if you've noticed from the first few days it's died down significantly because that's just what our society has become like but they try to keep it alive by reminding us that there's a couple new cases here and there but it's Mm -hmm. like okay realistically it's not that big of a threat, but they're trying to inspire a lot Absolutely. of people, I think. Yeah, speaking of media, have you seen the movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, bro? Did we watch that together? I don't think no, I No, I think we watched that together. Yeah, I've never watched it, but I hear it's one of Jake Gyllenhaal's best performances. So oh, and I, love, you would love, I love Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal I love Jake Gyllenhaal too, Gyllenhaal. so if that's one yeah. of his yeah. best performances, I need to watch that with Nightcrawler? And, yes, and if it, it's about... Um, what's, what, what's up? Is it the one with the, um, she said, in case you all didn't know, she turned yeah. to John and started thinking. I wanted to make sure I had yeah. the She was movie. pantomiming. <laughs> no, that was a great movie. See, so it's called Nightcrawl. The reason it's called Nightcrawl is because during the evening, he, Jake Gyllenhaal just starts, he's a hustler. He doesn't really know his way. Turns out he's in LA and he ends up being like an, an evening media guy he ends up just trying to find interesting stories but the extent that he'll go to get these stories he's a grimy motherfucker yeah. he's a, he's he a is, son of a bitch a but it, it, it's just when he gets that the media and he brings it to the news station who he's plugged up with the woman oh god who's that actress i forget but she she's in charge of the station mm-hmm. so when he gives her the media she goes through it and she's the one directing the news reporters she's like sell that word she's like say kill again like say this, like sell it. Um, so she's kind of directing them on race, and the reporters are like, "Oh gosh, look, look at how, look at all the blood everywhere." Oh gosh, and she's like, "Say it one more time, say it one mm-hmm. more time." Mm-hmm. So it's wow. like, it, yeah. it gives you kind of a, a background on how the media is. I don't know how Sells accurate it is. It, like gets us so focused on what's right. going on. Right, and watching them like this shit looks yeah. accurate as fuck because the media, their job, like you were saying, bro, to your point. They're, they're going to keep a story alive as long as they can. As as they can. Oh, my mm-hmm. senior year of high school, my um, a group and I, a group of like three or four other students and I, for our AP English class, because she was a smart broad back in the day, I, I had to do a presentation on media manipulation in America. Oh, and wow. Shit, yeah, it's real. That shit is real. I'm Absolutely. Telling, and like I keep saying, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Like, no. You know, but... I believe in, you know, what I believe in. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't typically question things like that that are just kind of sort of beyond my control that I can't prove. Yeah. I'm usually just like, okay, I don't. I tend to not have an opinion on those right. things. But like I said, I feel the you. existence or the sudden sporadic... Yeah. Um, Especially you know, with something like yeah. a virus because a it's, it's, it's a great not, opportunity. It, it is. Okay, I feel you. It's a you. weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And It's yeah. to incite some fear and then... If our society can just remind ourselves that everything today in 2020, if there is really a new virus that's coming out, we have the means to fight it. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we have the means to discover what we need to do 
to combat it, and we're going to carry that out in the quickest way we've ever been able to in the world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if something's that threatening, then we'll take care of it. It's just like chill out, mm-hmm. take the proper precautions for a little period of time, yeah. and trust that the professionals are underway. You know what I mean? I think but, the fear is that people think there is no, this is something so brand new that there is no Sure. Exactly. That's what. That's what I'm saying. People just need to remind themselves. Like, just chill out. Relax. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> could be like a one of the, another one of those viruses that disappears, like swine flu or something. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like Ebola was fucking. Remember? You know was, what I mean? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. And mom just watches the news every damn day. That is oh. mom's. I mean, I, 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 and I, I used to tell her stuff like that, and I, I stopped because I was like, I need to stop coming off so grumpy. Yeah. But I would tell her, I'd be like, you need to turn this off because it's mm-hmm. just too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's too one sided. Like we yeah. can't watch this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, give Nightcrawler a watch. It's dope. Will do. It's dope. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, we went from Olympics to that. Good. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> babe. What have you been? What have you been watching lately? I'll be honest. I have been watching a lot of Korean movies and Korean shows. I think, oh. yeah, I think on I'll, what platform? Uh, on Netflix. Okay. So I know we're gonna talk about you know Parasite and Training Busan a little later, but mm-hmm. um, my brother got me on the series. It's called The Kingdom, mm-hmm. and it's about zombies. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's so good, like the plot and the twist. Um, is it like a Game of Thrones? Yeah, it, it really is. Because I don't know why it's just, it is I like just a Game of Thrones. the kingdom. The kingdom, like exactly. Like so it's who's going to take the throne, right? Mm, but then okay. with zombies. So kind of like how and Game of Thrones Korean. And show. it's Korean. And okay. Korean actors, they're they're good actors, you no, know? The absolutely. acting is great. Hell yeah. And even the graphic images, everything, mm-hmm. the zombies, um, the concept of it, yeah. I love it. I've then, watched a little yeah. bit. I, I haven't gotten past... Um, I think it's like the second episode. It's yeah. Just, yeah, it, yeah, it looks dope. Is yeah. it? Okay, we'll get into it later. It, it, it's on Netflix, but it, it's great. And the okay. season two trailer has me just so excited. Oh, you already finished the first season? <laughs> I, already fi- I finished it so quickly. <laughs> so it's, it's, is it new since it'll Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty new. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're really, you're convinced that something like a zombie apocalypse yes. could really happen. I Everywhere we go. Oh, we, so I don't have to get ready. Yeah, always. You know what? And that's what a real thorough bitch does. Yes. They stay ready so they got I worked knock shift at my job a couple of days ago, and I had to go out to the garage to go to my car. I literally brought a cane with me, prepared for a zombie <laughs> to attack me in the dark. Oh. <laughs> remember? Do you guys remember that time where people thought zombies are real because people were tripping out on bath salts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so Even yeah. to this day, the fact that people are like, "Oh yeah, when they when they become a zombie, it's like she you sound stupid." <laughs> they did not become a zombie. They were um, under the influence yeah. of some very potent substances. And they were biting <laughs> some shit. <laughs> and they were alive. A zombie, by definition, is not Dead, alive. Yes. <laughs> so these people are not becoming yeah, zombies. Yeah. I That's think it. I've watched enough Walking Dead to handle myself in those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? haven't we all though? Like, I feel like yeah. you watch a season of The Walking Dead, and you're not gonna think that you yeah. are not a zombie. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're gonna be like, I wrote, I can write a book right now on how. Exactly. There, there are many different interpretations of zombies. Some mm-hmm. are, the Walking Dead has like the slow ones. For some reason, some people we've just decided to go with the Walking Dead's interpretation of what zombies are and mm-hmm. how to kill them. Like yeah. that, that seems to have uh, provided the most accurate portrayal yeah. according to what we think. Yeah. Go for the head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Burn them after. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Kingdom. 
Yeah. Good, good. Very cool. Yeah. A lot of these foreign language films, we're going to talk more later. About it later, yeah. Oh, yeah. In a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, very well. The boy. Yo. Joe, what's good with you? I know you coming fresh off of a, a little SD trip type. Yes, sir. Um, I just came from, uh, it was like a little film festival. Okay. Uh, the homie Fair. from high school, his name is Sam Newton. He's like a little videographer. Sam Newton. Yeah. Very well. Um, so pretty much the types of videos that he makes are like, I don't know if you guys ever scroll through Instagram or whatever, and you see all these like really pretty travel photos or travel videos. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, like he and his little crew might be behind like filming those or like taking pictures oh, wow. of them and it just ends up on your feet. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So he's a, uh, I guess the proper term is a travel influencer. Oh, nice. He has like twenty six thousand followers on Instagram. Um, Micro influencer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he had a little film festival, and uh, he pretty much just showcased all their, um, pretty much his and he and his whole crew, all their, all their videos, all their travel videos, and it was awesome. I mean, like. When I pulled up to this, I kind of had the idea that these weren't going to be movies with like a protagonist and ad tag and mm-hmm. type of thing that I'm used to. So I was like, okay, I'm trying to like check this out. And it also so happened to be his birthday. So I was like, okay, this is like, I'm going to pull up. And yeah. I wanted to get out of town too. Yeah. So. God, I feel, I, yeah. I fucking love San Diego. God, I love yeah. San Diego. It's amazing. Yeah. I haven't been down there in years. Yeah. <laughs> but that was Sam's. Um, film festival like he yeah he organized it so it was it was the second one that he ever did and the first time he did it it was like in uh, he's sponsored by this watch company right Mm -hmm. so the first time he did it it was like in the in the company office like Mm -hmm. the watch company office and then this year 150 people turned out Damn. Yeah, he was like... That's dope. Yeah, no, he was like, you know, talking to everybody, giving a little speech and like he got a little like, like, you know, choked up talking about it just because of how many people showed up and it was kind of nice. I was like, yeah, I mean, I can, that's, that's dope. Oh, seeing those types of efforts come to fruition yeah. like that yeah. is always, yeah, it's man. just great to see. Yeah, with creative yeah, people shit. People work hard like that, yeah. Yeah. For just something, like a vision that they have. Right. And they go out to execute it. It's so admirable to me. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I was sitting there, I was like, dang, this is like pretty inspiring. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. You know, so. Looked fly. Yeah. It looked fun. It was dope, man. Yeah. Two free drinks. I mean, to get in, the ticket was like 20 bucks, but you still get two free drinks. Every you pay ten bucks, and that's what a real bitch do. Well, every drink afterwards was five bucks, so not too bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Damn, boy, I'm sure he made his little bread back too. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. And the venue was awesome as well. So yeah. Probably get back next year. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if he spun that the right way, it being the second time, I'm sure he didn't have to pay for a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. He probably could have gotten it, like, the venue for free and sponsored. Sponsored, Like, if yeah. he's a charming guy and he explains, like, the cause and his yeah. vision and stuff, people will just believe in him and donate. So, if anything, yeah. he was just pocketing a lot. A lot of that stuff. Yeah. 150 turnout. I'm sure next year is going to be even bigger for him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Word of mouth. So, yeah, it was a solid event. That's dope. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. In terms of like what, like recent watches? Yeah, anything you feel um, let's see. compelled to discuss? Yeah, I re- I've been re-watching Westworld because that comes out next month. Uh-huh. Like season three comes back next month. People are hype when you post that trade. I'm not, I don't watch Westworld. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I've okay. never Westworld. heard of what you guys are talking about. I've, it's, it's an a, HBO, right? It's an HBO show. 
People were, like, hyping it up, like, oh, like, once Game of Thrones is gone, this is, like, going to be the next big thing. But I'm like, Yeah, uh, that's what I have heard. Yeah. It already would have been. <laughs> Let's just put but this out there for all of our listeners, okay? <laughs> if Joe is excited about a topic and he's speaking very, you know, enthusiastically about it, <laughs> James is probably going to be quiet. <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> I have come to learn that... <laughs> James and Joe just have different... Uh, different areas of different, expertise. Different, yes, different, different things that we follow. Because I kid you not, I have yet to, un- to like know about any topic that we talk about. But that's about great, that. though. A lot of yeah, I love it, too. Like, it's it's just, every time I'm like, it's oh my gosh, I've never heard of this show. Like, now I have to check it out, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my god. You're not going to check it out. I'm probably not going to check it out. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll do at least like two to three Google searches on it before the next time we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. But sorry, I just had to put that out there for you. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. It, it's well, I mean, we're all learning from each other, right? There we go. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, been rewatching that and uh, very excited for next month. So, we'll see. Easy. Uh, Easy. One more thing. I And also keep in mind, we recorded this, like for the listeners, we recorded this after recording with Marcus, which is our interview coming later this episode. Tight. So, in that re- recording session, I had said that I want to watch all the Bond movies, but right now I'm going to talk about all the Bond movies because I already watched them. <laughs> <laughs> I know James doesn't watch James Bond. No James Bond for you? No. Babe, Allie <laughs> would sit <laughs> in a Bond movie with me just because she loves me. Out of love. Just out of love. Yeah. 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 love. He brought me, our first movie was John Wick, and I can't, I'll never. And now our love has grown, and you understand you can go with Joseph. <laughs> oh, Bob oh, yeah. five. You can 25. go to movies with Joe. My poor brother lives with Allie and his two gay brothers, so <laughs> <laughs> he needs some testosterone. And his mother. <laughs> yes. And his daughter. <laughs> I mean, just an absolute house full of ladies. Um, so you watched the Bond movies? Yes, all the Daniel, all the Daniel Craig Bond movies, nice. and uh, yeah, they're all great. I know you didn't like Spectre. Why didn't you like Spectre? I just I didn't like the pace of it. And just too slow, too much dialogue. And I can get past that. However, I hardly, God, I feel like I, I can distinctively remember the the plots. And the climaxes of the other ones, mm-hmm. Spectre. I just I got so lost. I was like, I'm, I'm kind. Of, I really don't know. But I'm gonna. I'll give it another watch. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I saw or I watched Spectre a couple days ago, and uh, I thought it was enjoyable. Nice. Like, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not better than Skyfall. I mean, Skyfall is just fucking incredible. It's incredible. I think yeah, and that was a big thing. You know, it came from Skyfall to Spectre, and I was like, oh shit, what? The yeah. Wasn't there controversy around that brand, though? Because they were about to have... Wasn't it going to be like a, a black British... Uh, there was mention of Idris Elba, I think. Right. Possibly. Oh, it was a woman. I, th- I had seen like a young black woman in a picture. I'll give you... Okay, yeah, I can tell you that right now. So, um, this next James Bond movie that's coming out in April is going to be Daniel Craig, who has been James Bond for the past... Uh, like four James Bond movies. Okay. Yeah, since this six. is that's the yeah. only thing I've known about him was the um the trailer for Casino Royale. He's walking down the beach in right. like a small. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I know about. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> about Daniel Craig's contribution to the okay. James Bond community. Yes. We applaud it. We approve. 
but keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, the next one, No Time to Die, is going to be his last time as James Bond. So there's a lot of talk around it about, okay, who's going to be the next James Bond? Is it going to be a person of color or is it going to be a woman? So um, my take on that is if you want a woman in the lead role, obviously they can't be James Bond. Mm-hmm. But they can be 007 because 007 is just an alias. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know? You get awarded 007 once you reach a certain status. So, right. Yeah. So I would be all for that if they want to go that route. Right. Or they could also, you know, cast like recast James Bond as a person of color if they want to. Mm-hmm. But I think casting a woman in the lead role would be more refreshing yeah. without having to like recast the main character. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think to. they would be able to have a James Bond character in the movie and just ease him into like a, a supporting role? Do you think that that would be possible? Or um, it's just kind of, it's just against the nature of the genre of the I think series. I, I, I did I ask that right? Do you give it? A yeah, I mean, like okay. maybe maybe put Bond in more of a supportive role. I don't know. Maybe he can become and more highlight, of like, like a, oh, got a you. Maybe, maybe kind of, he, yeah. Thing. I don't know. Maybe Bond moves up as, as like more of a director position, less of a field agent. And then right. that kind of gives way to a 007 mm-hmm. who is possibly a female. Yeah. Right. Because I like what Joe was saying. Giving them a 007 rather than just changing. It's like mm-hmm. maybe keeping Bond in that same universe, add a little continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's like, okay, I'm no longer a field agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know well, it'd be sort of the equivalent of like Batman passing it on to Robin and then, you know, Robin yeah. like becoming... Sure. Or know, Bruce Wayne passing that. it to Terry McGinnis. Yeah. Oh, that's what he was You know yes. what I'm saying? A little Batman Beyond. Yes. But, uh, okay. But yeah, no, James, what you said earlier, I know you saw like some, some posters with... Yeah. Uh, her name's Lashana Lynch. She's also in Captain Marvel. Um, she's oh. actually a, uh, so like double O there, there's a number of agents. There's not just double O seven. There's like double O nine, double O four, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Lashana Lynch's character is a double O agent, mm-hmm. but I don't know her, like her number or whatever. Got it. But yeah, so she's a double O agent in the, in the next movie. So, so she's okay. going to be double O that bitch. That's what she's <laughs> <laughs> that double O that bitch. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, okay. James Bond, great movies. If I were to rank all five of them, I mean, when we interview Marcus, I rank the Bond songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, for these ones, I'm going to go Skyfall, Casino Royale, Spectre, Quantum of Solace is just absolute trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only one I haven't watched. Quantum, yeah, no, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even They're though- like, we need a sequel to Casino Royale, and we're just going to toss this out there. Oh, God. We're going to feed people the slot. Because <laughs> okay. Casino Royale was dope as hell. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Good sure. catch up. Good catch up. Um, moving on. Yesterday was the memorial of the late and great Kobe Bryant. 224, yeah. 224. And just to clarify, like, I mean, I... Don't mean to sound dumb here, but mm. <laughs> like they specifically did it on two twenty four because Gigi's number was two, and, and one of Kobe's number was twenty four. Yeah. Exactly, That's, exactly. Wow. The two and twenty four collaboration you see often because of that. Like they sure. have the two infinity sign twenty four, kind of saying Gigi and Kobe forever. Mm. I okay. love it. Um, yeah, we watched it. Moms recorded it. Yeah. Um, some of my colleagues at work were watching it like the live stream during work they were like choking up I'm like bro I can't I can't focus on work and watch this shit yeah <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch that for a while honestly it's oh, just yeah. such a somber John cried like, oh yeah I mean yeah. it's Dang, you know? I cry I mean it's Kobe it's, Joe yeah. and I talked about it in one of the episodes it's like you don't even have to be a huge fan but 
growing up, James, we were we were Laker fans. We weren't basketball players, but it was kind of in our blood. But we Laker. were Laker, yeah. yeah. We, we grew up with the three P. You know what I mean? That Kobe that was our era. Was a, you know, a, yeah, a, a, like a, it's yeah. That three P era was more. I remember that more vividly than. 09 and 2010 because that was kind of when I was joining the Marine Corps graduating high school so mm-hmm. um, yeah my childhood three-peat yeah bro and yesterday what I loved about it the different people that came up each just very uh, notable people in not only his life but yeah. in basketball and very mm-hmm. recognizable from of course Vanessa Bryant which was sad as shit yeah that was can't imagine what that woman had to yeah. you know oh my god it. like yeah. I just couldn't yeah. Yeah, man. When she said, uh, watch over our Gigi, just that one yeah. bit was like, mm-hmm. ouch. <laughs> yeah. And imagine she has to stay strong for all of her other three little girls, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, and for the world, you yeah. know what I mean? Otherwise, like, you, you want to you wanna grieve, I'm sure, and you want to be, a, I'm sure, a little bit sad, but it's like if the world were to see that version of her, then she would probably receive much more sympathy and everything that yeah. she really wants you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she wants more understanding probably and empathy I'm sure absolutely absolutely yeah I mean just to see the the oh god like the ripple effect that Kobe has had his mm-hmm. passing on people who were not you know not hoopers and the basketball by any means you, everyone can just feel it uh, at the memorial yesterday you know, MJ went up I'm like damn that's Michael Jordan man Shit. yeah um, Shaq loved his speech up. by the way Oh, both yeah. Their speeches. oh yeah, yeah. I think it was God. I think it was MJ. With, uh, no, it was actually during uh, at the very end when they played Kobe short film. Uh, oh, Deer they basketball. played Deer basketball. That, I think that's when I didn't saw they the flip the. That they did they do like a tribute video to where they flipped like Dear Kobe like love basketball type of thing. Oh my gosh, did they do that? I I thought I saw like a video like that somewhere. I haven't seen it or heard of it yet, but I will look that up right when we are done recording. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't awesome. like. They didn't like make another short film, but it was like his tribute video that they played during the memorial. I thought that happened. Oh yeah, so that was mm. at the very end. Okay. I think shit. I mean, at the very end, I think it was uh, Deer Basketball. Okay. Yeah, the one he got the Oscar for. Damn it! No, That's I'm so questioning dope. myself. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was very sad, but. Um, even when Shaq went up there, because when Shaq left the Lakers, there was some questions that they didn't get along, whatever, but even he kind of addressed that. It, it was just lighthearted. It was funny, but, uh, yeah, man, pretty sad. Yeah. The funniest thing that I thought came out of it, like, you know, it's such a, like a sad moment mm-hmm. and, uh, Michael Jordan and Shaq really came oh, in there and cracked yeah. the jokes. Like Michael Jordan was oh, like, still the I, I have to look at another crying meme. Like, <laughs> yes. Bro. Yes. He... He knows the meme. Oh I was my like, god! Also oh, hyped on that. And then, yeah. You seen the the Michael Jordan crying meme, right, bro? It's no. just, oh, really? Bro, it, it's just like it's crying. in so many different memes. It's, it's so many. Yeah, you can literally Google crying Jordan meme. You will see like, <laughs> yeah. so many. And it's funny because like the way he looked at, the, yeah, I was like, uh, oh, that's that's him. Crying. <laughs> Uh, some yeah. people, some yeah, people are fucking that. savage with this because they like photoshopped the crying Jordan meme mm-hmm. and put it like on, on his him. Face. <laughs> I was like, dude, what the hell wrong with you? No, I love how messy these. The internet ain't shit. Oh, yeah, I love it. The internet is savage as hell. It is the wild west. People now. have too much time on their hands. Yeah, we're oh, here for it because it keeps me thoroughly entertained. Yeah, and then fucking Shaq came in here with the. Uh, the, the Noah Iron team 
Oh, yeah. 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 But there is like a, an M.E. in that motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Kobe, man. Yeah, I walked yeah. in last night from work, and you all were, like, crowded around the TV, and I was wondering what was happening, and then mm-hmm. I saw what was on the TV. I was like, oh, I can't watch this right now. <laughs> yeah. I just went upstairs. Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, that was, you know, one of the goats. I have to acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we also this just recently watched the... It's Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Uh, they showed a lot of love on the page for Black History Month. Uh, we got a fresh Prince of Bel Air post that Hillary Banks liked, by the way, Karen Parsons. Oh my God, <laughs> that's amazing! You yeah. better work. Yeah, she yes. saw it and she liked it. Uh, Hillary Banks, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, posted a few things about Black History. Um, we watched the NAACP Awards the other day, which is dope because Rihanna she won the President's was it the President's Award, I think. Uh, it's a, an award for her philanthropy. Um, very cool. Oh, very cool. I liked cool. her uh, acceptance speech, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was Yeah, acceptance speech pretty much saying, like, we we all got to do it together. Okay. Um, so, during that NAACP award, Rihanna accepted it, and she was pretty much keeping it a stack. Like, you know, there's a lot of work to be done in the world, mm-hmm. and it's going to take all of us to do it. When they showed the video just of what she does... I was like, holy shit. I had no idea Rihanna was so involved with... What is it? Yeah, I was just about to ask you. I'm not familiar with oh my the and, efforts either. Bro, like, and what they did was they, they gave like a few slides and just stats on what she was doing. It was like 20 students fully paid college tuition. Over 7,000 students in like Africa that a school was built for. Another... Just so much. I mean, she was working with like European government... Um, I'm like, damn, she's in Europe helping people. Yeah, and then it go got into Fenty, and you know her, which blew the fuck up. Fenty, her yeah. makeup line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's Rihanna, you know, and she's yeah. a beautiful and she's, makeup product that yeah. she uses, and she right opened the door for women of color for, to have makeup of their own mm-hmm. skin complexion. It mm-hmm. just broke barriers, man. And she's an immigrant. She's an immigrant. You right. know, she's not from here, and she made all this happen. So it was cool to see that. Um, yeah, I, I normally don't watch the NAACP Image Awards like that. Uh, so it was cool. It was I enjoyed that show, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lizzo, she won Entertainer of the Year. It doesn't surprise me. She had a big fucking year. She really did. Yeah, she was in Hustlers. She had a bunch of hit songs. Um, yeah, it's like, I'm not, um, I'm not a huge fan of her music, my, you know, personally, but just knowing her story, what she comes from, and yeah. the journey that she's made in this short yeah. amount of time. It's like, well, not short amount of time, but it seems like she sort of burst onto the scene, but part of her right. story is that she didn't. She's been working really right. hard. She's really humble, and then she's finally getting this exposure yeah. that she's worked for. That in itself makes her super admirable. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So I respect her. Yeah. Just in that, I don't necessarily bump a lot of her tracks in my car, but no. it doesn't, you can't, you still have to respect what she's done and yeah. what she represents, you know what I mean? You know, not only being... A woman, a woman of color, plus mm. size woman of color today. Yeah. But like, and being just, outspoken about that, owning the yeah, shit out of it. Owning, owning it. She's, yeah. And I've, I've read and heard about other comments that other celebrities have made about her and, you know, trying to throw hate on that. But it's like, oh, really? Yeah, other celebrities? You can't shame someone who's not ashamed about something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to body shame me if I don't think my body is shameful. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she, she puts it in there. Yeah back in their court and then they have nothing to do with it you know yeah Lizzo 100% just completely owns who the hell she is yeah yeah and that's exactly like when you become 
you know, someone who just understands how hard it is to do that, mm-hmm. you just respect someone who's doing it so openly. Absolutely. You know, and unapologetically. Absolutely. Especially in the fucking public spot like the way she is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... That was the Anthony Anderson he hosted. That motherfucker kept fucking up reading the damn teleprompter. <laughs> uh, was he really? It's, well, she, it's been a while since she's been out there. Let's, you know, let's, let's be... He'd be making his little <laughs> appearances hosting, but I was like, Bertie, I can... Little appearances hosting, I mean, nothing... It was hilarious. <laughs> and I guess that's the reason why. <laughs> but during the NAACP Image Awards, there was a cool little trailer for the new Disney Pixar movie, Soul. And soul. yeah, soul. And I mean, from the title of the song to the the image of the character, it's a black character. And once you hear it, you can tell. I could tell it was Jamie Fox. Animated Pixar movie. Yeah, animated oh, Pixar okay. movie. And yes. what it is about? It's a middle school teacher, music teacher, um, has dreams of playing at a legendary New York jazz club. It comes out the day of our wedding, so we none of us are gonna be there. <laughs> We're gonna be getting absolutely okay. fucked up, <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm I'm hyped for that because I think it's a great time to drop a uh, an original movie for one. Yeah, an original yeah. movie. Um, yeah, and I enjoy seeing you know the the black Pixar lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like I enjoyed Coco and uh, watching that, how was you know a young Hispanic boy? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's cool to see these uh, that Pixar is just. Taking that step, it, as they, I mean, it makes sense. Like, sure, it's a good time to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it seems like they're trying to be culturally accurate in the movies. Yeah. You know what I mean, and actually do their research when they're, you know, creating right. all of it. So, right, that's always appreciated. Oh yeah, should I, I? We, I think I can safely say, just knowing all of us, we love our Pixar movies. Yeah. So, Jamie Fox is great at what he does, so I'm sure yeah. he's gonna play the hell out of them. Right, oh, right. Gonna be yeah. singing like a motherfucker. Yeah, you'll be singing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that, though. Uh, another part of black history, which I think is interesting to talk about, um, the movie Barbershop. There's a scene in the movie Barbershop. I love Barbershop. The movie with Ice Cube, Sex with the Entertainer. Um, Eve. Eve, James Ely. Who else? Anthony Anderson's in the first one as well. Um, it has... Um... It has Derek from Save the Last Dance. <laughs> I just can't remember his name. Goddamn, Derek. Derek from Save Derek. the Last Dance. I don't know that actor's name. <laughs> Not even though oh it started, bitch. <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, it, it's funny because you know, being Black History, growing up as a kid, you you hear about the prominent names: Dr. King, Malcolm X. Um, I learned a lot about Sigourney the Truth growing up. Um, Another name, Rosa Parks, and she is monumental in the civil rights movement because uh, she essentially ignited what was, you know, the 1960 civil rights movement. Just well, for those of you who don't know, she refused to give up her seat for a white man. In the movie Barbershop, <laughs> Eddie, he's an old OG barber. He's played by Cedric the Entertainer. Played by Cedric the Entertainer. It's old obviously dude. gonna be funny. And- it's gonna be funny, but it's it's just an interesting take because after I saw this scene I looked at it completely differently mm. um, and he was like I normally wouldn't say this in front of white folks but for y'all I'm gonna make an exception <laughs> Rosa Parks ain't do nothing but sit her black ass down <laughs> <laughs> and, and he goes on to elaborate, but he was just saying. And right when he said that, everyone was like, "What?" what oh yeah, saying? they were saying it's disrespectful for you to speak that way about her. I'm like, I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, you know, uh, when you see movies go there, because people in real life are never going to really say that shit. So when you see a movie go there, it's like, why? 
And uh, his reasoning, which, you know, it's his rationale was just there were plenty, plenty of other black people who did that prior to her. Mm. Many of which who refused to give up their seat on the bus, wherever it may have been, for a white person. None of them got the recognition. They just got thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. He was saying that because of her place in the NAACP mm-hmm. is the exact reason why, um, you know, the civil... Why, why she was... A big, yeah. Her face was the one that was... Exactly. Out. Because, I mean, for a lot of people, was, out, was she the first person to do... I guess someone who was just kind of looking at it through history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosa Parks is the, the mention that, that most people refer to as far as, you know, that part. So Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you even said it when we were introducing her, you know what I mean? Just that she's, she, her, what she did is sort of identified by society as the, you know, fire that ignited the flame that was right. the civil rights movement. Right. You know what I mean? She gets, sort of that credit is put onto her. And so yeah. you, what he was saying was she didn't do nothing that million or not millions, I'm sorry, that plenty of other people before her hadn't done all right. She was probably just fucking tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what she I, was just like, nah. And she was like, you know what? I'm just y'all did this yesterday too, and I'm 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 not getting up. I'm not getting up. I'm not getting up. (laughs) So the bitch got arrested. (laughs) But like, what's controversial about it is just that you know, like coming to terms, I think, with the fact that there's a valid point in that Mm -hmm. that he, she was just kind of like someone who was given the credit, and her face was put on the movement. Yeah. And nowadays, though, it's interesting to me just because, um, you know, like we're taking accountability for certain things and like Columbus Day is being modified, I think, to yeah. be Hell yeah. like a different name based on the fact that his actions weren't really 100% aren't considered yeah. heroic now. You know what I mean? Right. So, Histor- they're like historically big dates, but mm-hmm. I mean, what the hell? You're, you're a son of a bitch. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it just kind of speaks to the fact that the society holds everyone sort of accountable eventually, you know? So maybe yeah. later on down the line, people will be like, oh, what she did isn't that important, you know? But I think right now, sort of in the context of what's happening... Or what her actions are still valid, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it was. It's still funny to hear what he says though, because it's it hilarious. Is, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, okay, yeah. Moving on. Um, we're gonna get into parasite. Hell yeah. God, I, I wish Allie were right here, but she had to duck off real she quick. She has to step in now, so yeah. I apologize for, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> for the opening and closing of the door. Um, yeah, parasite, which. I thoroughly enjoy it, bro. I recommend it. It is unlike anything I expected. Dude, absolutely. When I saw this for the first time in the movie theater, I was like, I exactly what you said, I'd never seen a movie like this. Like spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask no, I'm gonna ask you guys what it's about. That's what I was saying. Dude, because I'm gonna be oh, like, okay. what is well, it about? If you, if you want it to yeah. be spoiled, because it's funny because whenever people ask me about what this movie is about, I literally don't know what to say without spoiling it. <laughs> oh, I it mean, is such a hard yeah, movie totally to describe. Fine. Well, I mean, do you guys really think that it is worth like a watch and everything? Should oh, I not have you guys spoil it? Well, I mean, because I'll watch it if you recommend it that highly. Like Seth and I will watch it this week. I do. I do recommend it. It's incredible. Okay, then we'll check it out. Yes. Oh, yes. Damn it. <laughs> I was gonna get right into it. The first thing I do whenever I watch a movie, my goal is to establish the reason why the movie is named the movie it is. What, yes. I want to know what... does the why, title mean? Right. What is the message that the movie <laughs> Straight is? Straight up. I'm very mm-hmm. simple in that regard. I'm like, why is this movie called Parasite? Mm-hmm. Once you watch it, it's like, oh, I think I get it. Makes sense? Okay. All yeah. right, cool. Yeah. Damn it. I want to talk more about it, but 
I don't want to ruin it for you, bro. It, <laughs> it is that good. Okay. It is that good. It is so good. And the only thing that I will say about it is that uh, I think the reason why I thought it was so unique and so enjoyable was that the first hour, hour and a half or so, it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah. It is funny as hell. Mm-hmm. And then you immediately recognize like, oh, right here. Yeah. This is where it turns into a thriller. That's the turning point. And it gets so... it. Like, the thriller part of it is so gripping. Yeah. It's like, like for one, like, you're already into it because, like, oh, this is a very enjoyable movie, mm-hmm. you know? And you're just like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen yeah. next? It's <laughs> funny because James kind of walking in and he's like, what the fuck are you guys watching? And mm-hmm. it's interesting that's kind of the, that was close to the turning point of it. And it's like, okay. it went from this, uh, yeah, it, it went from... Like, sunny and happy. Sunny like and happy. Grim to just, and... Yeah. Yeah. Even to where, like, the setting was. Like, the setting and... The place in the house, it's just like, oh my god, how did we get from that to this? So, yeah, give it a watch, bro. Um, well, you know, one thing that we skipped was why we're talking about Parasite in the first place, right? Like how it, it won like the major awards recently. So, we, we spoke about that. I'm in, not as in yeah. tune. Okay. In episode five. Yeah, we, so it won Best Picture at the Oscars, Best Director. And so was that the reason why you guys had all watched it? Or you had watched it before that, Jeff? I'd watched it prior to, yeah. And Joe already thought that it was going to do well at the awards. Yeah, Joe was putting me on. He's like, bro, you got to watch this shit. Okay. Did it come, it just came out in 2019? 19, yeah. Okay. 19, yeah. Solid watch. Mm -hmm. Solid watch. Very cool. Um, And uh, a thing worth saying about it too is that uh, it's, it's it's, it's based in South Korea. And, um, like some of the setting, like uh, there are two families. This isn't a spoiler. There are two families, the Parks and uh, I want to say Kins. <laughs> but mm. they're, one of them is like very poor and kind of like lives in like a not so nice neighborhood. And uh, after this movie came out, like the South Korean government is like trying to work on improving those areas of South Korea, like where people live in like basement homes, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, like where... One of the families in Paris. They shown light yeah. to that. Yeah. To that. Oh, yeah. There. So ever since the movie came out, he's like, oh, we got to put more efforts into this. So I thought that was something that was like, right. Nice. And I read this on IndieWire. <laughs> <laughs> Quick little shout out. But yeah, yeah. it's because um, Allie, she was like, what the fuck is this about? I'm like, it's about class. It's, it's very yeah. much, you can see it's about class. And when you understand that, you understand the actions of the characters in it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, socioeconomic, socioeconomic classes. class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, yeah, that's undoubtedly. I I think it's like the main takeaway from Parasite is uh, the classes and how society treats that aspect. <laughs> well, hopefully, <laughs> too, this will just like inspire American viewers to be more open minded to watch movies that are in a foreign language. Oh my, you know what I mean? foreign language like, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. I think a lot of the time we <clears throat> think that there's a disconnect between our culture and how. Uh, foreign culture might be expressing themselves in their movie mm-hmm. so then we think you know we just think oh like this is weird this is just, so we stay away from foreign films but you know and we tend to not really give them the validation that they deserve so I think that maybe this yeah. this movie's you know success at the um, awards kind of showed that we should open our minds a little bit hell yeah, hell yeah. and not only that it's going to be easier for people to access films like this anyway because like for one not this year's Oscars, but the year prior, a movie, a foreign language film, Roma, had been nominated for tons of Oscars, and it was just very accessible through Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, so being able to watch foreign language films is just going to be a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, 
speaking of foreign language films, we actually watched a movie um, on Netflix, Trainable Song. Okay. And this um, is another zombie thing, right? This Similar is zombie. Yeah. Yeah, this is zombie. Um, is it is it Korean? Yeah, it's Korean. It's Korean, yes. Um, but yeah, man, like you guys were saying, once you get past the subtitles, which for me is not difficult to do. Yeah, I don't think it's hard either. Yeah. We watch, we use subtitles anyway because, <laughs> right. because of command. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we talk about this all the time. We, oh, yeah. Like, and how it just changes the the experience for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, Train to Busan, super cool uh, little zombie movie. Raises the stakes because of the fact that it's on a train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, as you guys are saying, I think it's just another way, um, platform like Netflix to open the door for these foreign language films, bro. Right. Move past the fact that it's not in English. Mm-hmm. It yeah. opens the gate for an entire world that we probably didn't even know existed. Us as Americans, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. exposes us to, some of us, to certain parts of the world that we're never going to reach physically. So we can just experience it through... You know, whatever yeah. portrayal this movie Absolutely. wants to give us, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, God, good good catch up, guys. It's It has truly been a while. I'm glad that we did this. This is just uh, the first half of this episode. Uh, anything else you guys want to go out with? I just hope everyone doesn't miss me too much. I know it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not another hiatus. <laughs> well, I just want to touch on. I want to touch on just a couple little news points. Uh, Joe okay. Coy, Filipino comedian Ali. I know you're super down. Um, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's great. Coming out with his own movie, Easter Sunday, which is going to be inspired oh, wow. by his life experiences as a Filipino man. Nice. So funny ass dude. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna okay. Be, gonna be dope. That's Easy. Gonna be cool as hell. Uh. This dude, Carl Lumbly, got cast in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Supposedly going to be another version of Captain America. Oh, the old black dude. Yeah, the old black dude. Okay. Easy then. There we go. (laughs) They were thinking about having me in that role, guys. (laughs) I declined. You're welcome. Um, And another piece of Eternals news. Mm -hmm. On our gram, uh, we posted about it. Go ahead. Um, They are going to make... Uh, there's a gay couple in it, mm-hmm. and they are gonna <laughs> share the MCU's first gay kiss. The MCU's first gay kiss. Yes, sir. And uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Guys think any thoughts? Any thoughts? I, I certainly think uh, it's it's a step for Disney. It better be a real motherfucking gay kiss. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here, <laughs> what what some of these articles are saying is that it's it's very moving. Like people on set cried after it happened. Oh. And that it's not only gonna be a gays. <laughs> <laughs> we don't kiss so that it's moving, bitch. We kiss to get something. <laughs> Started. Okay. Well, the other thing about this too is that this isn't just. The way they're making it seem is that um, this is very much a part of the guy that does it. His name is Fastos. I have no idea who he is. Okay. It's just one of the Eternals. And his orientation is going to be like very much a part of his character, a part of the okay. story. So it's not just like a quick check off and move on type Got of thing it. and just toss it in there. Good. As, as it but should be. I mean, it, sh- it should make sense. One thing that I do want to say mm. is I think that we need to stop glorifying the fact that all of these additions are being made to you know to plots or storylines or whatever because at the same time like although this might be the first mcu gay kiss it's not necessarily as groundbreaking as we're trying to make it seem it's more like they're getting on the bandwagon of something that should have happened a long time ago and is just getting 
moment. Attraction. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they're more so just adapting with the time that is really existing in the sense that like society, we are just more open-minded these days and to, you know, to sexual orientation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So rather than it being like, like I said, groundbreaking and, oh, they're, they're going to be doing this gay kiss. Like, it's awesome. It's just, if anything, it's more like it's about damn time. They should have done it a long time ago. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I feel you. So I feel I, that maybe that's just like a different perspective, but. Good, we need but that. But it is cool that they're they're doing it. But like I said, like I'm more so just like, well, why did it take so long? Yeah. Gotcha. Like why did did you want to wait for the whole, you know, like movement to gain traction, become mm-hmm. popular before you were willing to put your yeah. your name on a character that represents it, you know what I mean? How long mm-hmm. has he been around? It's twenty twenty. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. Good take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for those points, man. Um yeah, Joe Coy liked our did he like that post? He, he did not. No. No. Wait. No. Wait. He viewed a story. No. 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 He liked. He liked the article. Like the, the article. We're in the game. Yeah. Thanks oh. For showing and, okay. One more. <laughs> One more. Uh, Candyman. A reboot of Candyman. I mean, we don't really like reboots here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Reboot of Candyman. Uh, produced by Jordan Peele, starring Yaya or yeah, Boy. Yeah. The boy. Uh. So I posted something about that to the story today, and of course we got another reshare from Yaya. <laughs> He's the one from The Watchmen that you guys yeah. were all excited about. Yeah. Ah, okay. Another reshare. <laughs> we got another reshare from Yaya, so I was like, I was hyped. Oh, yeah. you know? Good looking out, Yaya. I don't participate in social media much, but I know a reshare is a pretty big deal. That's pretty oh, awesome. That's cool. It's cool, yeah. man. And he's out there. He's really doing <laughs> You know how many so... posts a lot of these celebrities could like repost Absolutely. or share or something like that, and they yeah. decide to do that? Like, that's awesome. It's dope. It's dope. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Great way to end. Yeah, absolutely. Stick around for Marcus. Very nice. All right, guys. Here we go. This is Marcus Salas. We are very fortunate to have a special guest with us today, one of the boys, you know what I'm saying? Um, he is a UCLA psychology major and a film minor, so the boy is all about his movies, so we're going to have a lot of good good things to talk about right now. We're very excited for this dude. He's been hyped about coming on. He's graduating from UCLA this year, 2020. One of our friends, Marcus Salas. What's up with you, boy? Hey, man. Thank thank you for having me, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> We've been planning I, this for a while. Avid listener. As soon as as soon as you guys drop the podcast, you know, any anytime you guys post anything on Instagram, I'm commenting or, you oh, know, dude. absolutely. I don't gotta... know anyone that has more thoughts than Marcus about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Give me anything, <laughs> man. <laughs> Yeah, man, the the cast is the cast is great, and I, I feel oh, thank you, bro. I feel like it's uh, something that like I feel strongly about as mm-hmm. well. So you know, like I when I, and like you guys are the homies, and you always got to support the homies. And I feel got like through. when I'm just listening in the car and stuff, you know, I feel like I'm almost in the conversation as well. Because like I know, because I know yeah. you guys, you know, and it's like yeah. I'm literally like speaking out loud, like my thoughts, like <laughs> when I'm listening in the car. Um, yeah. And that's what so, we're here for. We want those different opinions. Oh, we yeah. We have a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This boy has a lot of opinions. Absolutely. So, oh, yeah. We're Absolutely. Ready thank you for having me, guys. I, uh, I'm i happy to be here. Oh, bro. Thank you for having us. I know yeah. Joe and I always talk about scheduling is the fucking hardest oh, thing to do with things like this. So, yeah. Thanks for having us, bro. After a wild turn of events, we are now in <laughs> Casa de Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Casa de Marcus. Um, we're going to get right into it because it's so recent and, um, I believe we've all seen it, mm-hmm. Birds of Prey, which we spoke about last episode. Yep. Um, we spoke about our thoughts, but of course, Marcus, the guest, we want to hear, we want you to weigh in a little bit on it. Marcus, I already know you, you disagree <laughs> with what I had to say because yeah, I, was I, wasn't, gonna, I wasn't too big on it, but... You weren't big on it, Joe. I wasn't too big on it, no. Right. I was going to say, man, um, I, I mean, I know you guys talked about it in episode five, <clears throat> but, uh... 
I respectfully disagree with everything that you said about bir- <laughs> birds that's of fair. prey. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. When yeah. you were talking, I was like ripping out my hair. I mean, everyone's <laughs> entitled to their own opinion. I just thought sure. it was a fantastic movie. Like I walked oh. out like, oh my goodness, that movie was that movie was great because in my opinion, it took all the best parts of mm-hmm. Suicide Squad right. and the oh, okay. best parts of uh, Margot. I mean, not so, so much Rog- Margot Robbie, but Harley Quinn as a character right. and put them, put them on display yeah. because, um, I mean, honestly, I think just like everyone else, when the movie got announced, we're like, Crick, like cricket noises yeah. like like no one yeah. asked for this like yeah, yeah. like don't get me wrong i like margot robbie as much as the next person you know right and i think she right. did a fantastic job in suicide squad with what she was given sure but um there was definitely a bigger sell to suicide squad i think because of joker oh yeah right? it being in there but yeah i like how in this one even though he never actually saw him his presence was kind of still mm-hmm. there but yeah you're right but like no one asked for no damn yeah no one no, <laughs> no one asked for that and then they're like they're like Huntress, Black Canary, and stuff, and I'm like, bro, right, right. I'm like, bro, you can just go ahead and miss me with that. <laughs> and then, and then once I, once the Rotten Tomatoes meet, I mean, I was gonna go see it regardless because yeah, sure. I'm, I'm eating out of the score. I'm, I'm eating out of all it. these studios' hands, and I think I can speak for all of us. Is that mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. we're like, man. I'm not. That movie looks stupid. And then, like, I'm gonna go watch it though. I'm still <laughs> going to watch. Oh, it. yeah, yeah, man. But uh, and then when the Rotten Tomatoes um, uh, rating came out, I was like. Okay, same. I mean, I mean, okay, I'm like that that gives mm-hmm. me some confidence. I still like to go into movies with like a blank slate so I can formulate my own opinion. Sure. Um yeah. that's kind of why like uh, like big movies um I try to wait until like all the hype dies down so that I can watch it later. Yeah. And experience it all rather than like people are like, "Whoa, this movie's so great." And then I, I go in and I I'm I'm expecting it to be great. I know. Um, and I think that's very common for especially moviegoers. What we want to just know what the reviews are looking like early on. The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was so excited for that movie because I'm like oh a Star Wars God. nerd, man. I mean, I got a Death Star blanket right over there. Shut uh, up. Come on yeah, now. man. So I went in first first time I watched I was like, that was the best thing I ever saw. And then like yeah. second time, like I, I was talking to Joseph about it and he's like, I didn't like the movie as much yeah. as you did. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, that movie's fantastic. And then I, uh, I watched it a second time and I was like, that movie is not as good as oh, I thought that, it was gonna yeah, be. Last Jedi. Oh yeah. Oh, but, but anyway, oh, yeah. back back to Birds of yeah. Prey. Um, right. Uh, back to birds. Yes, back to Birds of Prey. So, uh, as I was saying, um, I tried to go in with the blank slate, and then I, yeah. from the first five minutes, dude, I was like, I like, I like where this is going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you, the tone. yeah, exactly. And it was they they showed you the rated R rating right away when. Um, are I can I say things that happened in the movie? Yeah, or, no, we're it's past full the spoilers. Point. Yeah, full spoilers. All right. It's, if you haven't seen it, um, sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> but like when she when she jumps on um, Black Mass's driver and just his legs boom backward, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, like, oh so, images, so it's gonna be one of those, <laughs> okay? Though that very kind of comic book, straight up like limbs being bent, and yeah, I think that was done. I think that was done flawlessly in Logan when you know at the very beginning of the movie, oh, hell yeah, he he like like you hear the the Mexican music, you're like, what's going on? And then and then um. You know, you you see uh the Wolverine in the in the car, and he's like, oh fuck, and you're like, yeah. okay, okay, so we're we're rated R, and then well, he just yeah. then he just dices him up, and you see the you blades see the blog, go yeah. through like their body, like oh, Logan, I was like, go all day. I was yeah. like, yeah. oh my god. Anyways, back to Birds yeah. of Prey. Yeah, that, that, that was so, dope. Yeah. So be, the beginning, it set the tone perfect, mm-hmm. and they set Harley Quinn's uh like her voice as a character mm-hmm. perfect. You know, she's like, man, fuck all this. You know, they kind of got right into it. They were like, yes. this is why, like she, her and the Joker just broke up. Up and uh, this is mm-hmm. that that protected her and now she's a hell of a lot more vulnerable. So I kind of it, it gave you a lot more 
right right out the gate it kind of just gave you all the context you needed to watch the movie sure yeah yeah my uh my initial reaction of how i would describe uh birds of prey was um i wrote it down it was deadpool okay. times john wick <laughs> times a comic accurate harley quinn like yeah if you right. if you've played injustice if i mean if you if you've watched like all the uh like um batman like animated oh, yeah. stuff you see, like Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn has a distinct fighting style, yeah, that's and they captured it perfect. I didn't think right. that they could do that. The in, kicks, the leg the, the, movements, like, yeah, like the, the grapples, yeah, like like just her swing with the bats, or like her like straight leg kicks are just kind of like right. flipping around. I was like, hey, that was kind of dope too. When she was in the precinct and she was trying to find a weapon, and then she just pulls out the the metal bat. I was like, oh okay, here we go. Yeah, that's that's like her signature, right? right there. Signature type <laughs> shit. Yeah. And the reason I would say like uh, Deadpool times times John Wick times. I mean, we kind of explained the comic accuracy of Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. but like um, that it was she. Harley Quinn is the most unpredictable character in DC Comics, similar to Deadpool, and just, like, the tone of, like, she could do whatever and mm-hmm. say whatever And watching the movie. I was like, I don't know if she's gonna hit someone over the head with, like, a shopping yeah, cart, oh, or yeah. if, you know, like, it was just fantastic, the unpredictability, and, that, I mean, that's what we love about Deadpool, or one of the right. many things we love about Deadpool. Right. And then, I don't know if everyone knew this, but, um... The reason why the fight scenes were so fantastic was because the fight choreographer for mm-hmm. John Wick was the fight choreographer for Harley Quinn. Wow. So if you Facts. if you oh, look, yeah. if you, I just watched John Wick Parabellum too. It's <laughs> so dope. If you watch like the fight scenes, it has yeah. it has. Um, I, I just looked looked up his name, Jonathan. Um, uh, sorry if you're watching this, Jonathan. Um, use Usabio. Okay. E U whatever. We'll check the um, pronunciation later. Yes. But okay. um, <laughs> um, it just looked like a John Wick movie. I mean, the the the, the steady frame. You know, there was mm-hmm. no shaky cam. There was no crazy angles where right. you know you, be, you yeah. need 14, 14 angles to, for Liam Neeson to hop a fence. You know, it was right. nothing. It was nothing like that. You know, John <laughs> Wick is typically just a frame and just fantastic fight choreography. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's not and hiding what, anything. Yeah, oh and that gosh, and yeah. like it was just. I was like, that's a John Wick scene right there. Right. right. He he put they his keep that frame and they he, just move. Yeah. He put his signature style on that movie, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, it had a little, like, some corny parts, like, at the end when, um, I mean, I know you guys loved the Black Canary, yo. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the Black what? Canary. Oh, I was like, I, I was like, this is, she's gonna, it's gonna be like a, like a Suicide Squad where, where El Diablo, he's like, I gotta, I gotta go ball out. Oh, like, but that was I, corny. That one oh. was corny, though. <laughs> the one in Suicide, I think the Canary Cry was, it was timed properly it was the right they had a build up for it yeah it wasn't overused which is like yes exactly yes i i I agree okay diablo was so corny but no you said that movie that that movie was just a a train wreck we don't need to talk about suicide squad oh yeah but um (laughs) save that okay but you didn't like the canary cry i did not okay but uh one of the craziest things about that movie like as i was saying i loved almost everything about it but arguably the second best actor slash actress in that movie was mary elizabeth winstead Mm -hmm. in in my opinion, oh. I think I think her performance was the least of the least like impressive out of everyone. Mm. But I don't think she did like a bad job. But like that kind of just speaks to the testament of everyone stepping. Can, can I cuss in this? Yeah, of course. Oh, like, step, everyone, yeah, you can. Everyone <laughs> stepping their shit up in that movie. Yeah. Um, Rosie Perez did a fantastic job, and typically I don't like her. I mean, I met many though just because she has a very loud persona, a yes. very distinctive voice. Yes. Right. So anytime you hear her, it's like that's fucking Rosie Perez. But and, that and role, think, that role fit her. I think she did fantastic. I think yeah. the, the 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 little kid. What what was her name? Um, uh, the little thief, Cass, the pickpocketer. Yes, uh, C- 
Ca- Cassie. Uh, Cassie Kane. Um, uh, what was I? I can't think of the the actor's name. The actor's name, but she did a great job. I mean, yeah. um, who played Black Canary? Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to pull up her name because she deserves the recognition. Um, <laughs> Jer- that cast? Uh, Journey uh, Smoyer-Bell. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's beautiful, man. She, <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, so she has my attention. But, she was but good. She, was she did really fantastic. Good. She was I a mean, vulnerable character. The fight choreography. And I mean, I don't know um, if you guys have seen The Lady from Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't. Uh, old movie. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I got the IMDb, uh, so let me know. I got it right here. <laughs> Um, directed by Orson Welles. Yes, it was directed by Orson Welles. <laughs> Orson um, Welles. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, one of the kings of, of early cinema. Um, right, right. Uh, the ending of Birds of Prey was literally just a homage to the Lady of Shanghai. The ending mm-hmm. of the Lady of Shanghai is they kind of go to a deserted um, carnival type mm-hmm. thing. Okay. And as soon as they went there, I'm like, bro, this is literally the Lady from Shanghai. Mm. And then, like, the, the climax of the movie is kind of just, like, a big, um, like fun maze type type deal like with like yeah. crazy mirrors and stuff and oh, they yeah. incorporated that in, in birds of prey once they went to the once they went to like the the the, the rundown carnival thing mm-hmm. i'm like man they're gonna use the mirror thing where oh, you know yeah where, you know, i feel you like know. that's a common place for dc to go it's like a creepy carnival place i think for a lot of the characters even batman you can just imagine them being in that kind of mm-hmm. environment so yeah. yeah it was just so yeah. fantastic watching watching and understanding like that is literally the lady from Shanghai, <laughs> and I know that. You know what I mean? Oh, that so, was, that so was super you know cool. your movies. I, I, I mean, I try. <laughs> um, how, how is it being a, a film minor over at, at UCLA? Oh man, I, I love um, all the all the the film classes at UCLA right now. I'm in. Um, uh, I am in. I'm trying to give the official name of the class. If it you don't is, have to show us your schedule. We'll take your no, it is a uh, uh, f- it is a film and television. Um, uh, with emphasis on film authors and examining our tour theory, uh, emphasis on contemporary directors. Mm-hmm. So basically, emphasis on contemporary directors. Exactly, mm-hmm. and three specifically. So basically, okay. we're talking about, um, which is kind of perfect for for this cast. But basically, um, our tour theory, which is like, um, kind of like the thought process that um, one person kind of like has complete control mm-hmm. over a whole entire like uh, movie, like it is their baby, kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, a theory, but like kind of like people like uh, Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. somebody like that who, I mean, everything is supposed to be like straight from there. Straight from Even though there's vision, many yeah. people that have their hands on a movie, like they have like... It's ultimately it's their the director's movie. vision, but yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, the three directors slash artists that um, this class is going was on was uh, Julie Dash, Spike Lee, and Ava DuVernay. Oh, Very wow. Cool. Yeah, so, like... Uh, okay. So, like, nice. uh, I signed up, and then when we were learning about that, I was like, Spike Lee, I'm in. That's, yeah. That's oh, how, yeah. That sounds fantastic, yeah, you know? Bro. Spike Lee joins. So, uh, <laughs> Spike Lee joins. I had never seen a Julie Dash film, and you mm. know, we watch them in class. So, in class, we have a, a our lecture, and then we take a little break, and then um, we screen... Um, a different movie or TV show from one of the directors every okay. every class. That's cool. And um, I mean, the Julie Dash films were. Uh, I mean, I'm not a director. Not really uh, I'm just <laughs> just strictly critic, and I yeah, I feel you. Not a fan. I think I don't think they're that great. Um, I feel like the reason I'm we're not ta- from what what films of top of your head. she has done like a small like uh, BET films mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um no let gosh. me see uh. Some of them be she did uh, Daughters of the Dust, which was, uh, I mean, uh, okay. a big, let, let me see, 
Um, the Rosa Parks story. Oh, um, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, okay. I can't really speak because I don't have any directorial credits. Sure. Maybe. But in my opinion, I just felt like maybe it was her resources, but they just felt. Um, I mean, some of them were like a little uh, corny. I think Illusions was the one that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see what she's doing. I don't. I just don't know if. Uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Right, they they feel more like BET Lifetime type time yeah. movies, and that's not my cup of tea. Yeah, Spike Lee, man, you don't need to talk. I mean, Spike <laughs> Lee is fantastic, man. Right. Everyone, right. everyone knows that. I mean, I think people sometimes see Spike Lee and they see him dress all crazy, and they're like, "Oh, he looks like a teenager, man." <laughs> oh uh, that, yeah, that man. He has a hell of a character, man. He that is, man is fantastic. He has a hell yeah. of a voice. You know what I mean? He's Absolutely. so you so unique. Um, yeah. And Ava, du- Ava DuVernay... Um, you hear her name a lot these days, man. She, I feel like she's everywhere. Well, she's going to come up a little bit later, right? Or should mm-hmm. we... Should, should, let's, just, let's just... Well, I mean, we can always bring her up now. Yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. I think we, we led, right, <laughs> led right into it perfectly. Yeah. But... Well, she just got greenlit uh, for a Nipsey Hussle documentary. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be on Netflix. Very I'm cool stuff. looking forward to that. I mean... Are you guys Nipsey Hussle fans? Uh, here, let me let me get my take. So I'll be honest with you, I know nothing about Nipsey Hussle, mm-hmm. not even his music. I feel you. Um, I do know like he like back in the day, I'd listen to some like some Wiz Khalifa mixtapes or albums, yeah. and he was featured on some songs on there, right? Yeah, yeah, and right. um, because I first came across Nip um on a Drake feature from way back in the day. Okay, I think it was like so far gone. Yeah, so yeah. I always seen him on features. Right. I, I never mm-hmm. listened to like, like you know the marathon or any of those, but then like I hear he passed away, and then just seeing how he impacted like all these people, like people were like almost yeah. like at the same caliber as Kobe, like. Uh, I mean, just very L.A. based, very into the L.A. community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was it was another tough one for L.A. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've seen Nipsey live. Um, Oh. Well, yeah, it was. uh, He opened for Powerhouse one year over in Anaheim Convention Center. It was cool. You know, what was in the. The best opening I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> Keep yeah. it a stack. Like the boy was a little faded. <laughs> but yeah, I was. I'm, I'm not a, the biggest fan of it, but definitely familiar with who he is. Um, what's this documentary just going to be about? His... I mean, there's nothing, uh, not too much on it, except for the fact that Ava DuVernay is going to be behind it. Okay. Rock Nation is executive producing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to it, just so I can learns more about the guy. Oh yeah, Absol- hell yeah, absolutely. man. Being from SoCal, he is he is a, a, a big part of a lot of especially Los Angelinos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is he's big on the West Coast, so Absolutely. Yeah. What big California you, fan base. Yeah, any thoughts on Nip? I mean, man, um I I'm kind of similar to you guys. I mean, I've listened I've listened to some of his uh music. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say like I was the biggest like Nipsey guy. Um I'm yeah. not going to say that I hated him. I mean, I liked his music. I mean, yeah. um but I can't sit here and tell you that I listen to him daily right, or weekly. Yeah, when he, when he'd come on, you know, uh, I, I did like Five him. You know, I've, yeah. I've been, I've, <laughs> I mean, I've been known about him since like maybe like early high school or junior high. So, yeah. so I mean, it's always tragic when someone like that dies. Um, especially, yeah. especially I mean, like, like yeah. really, like how, you know that. I know, man. The that, that's tough. Like, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the documentary. I'm absolutely going to check it out, especially like yeah. the, the, uh, the public. Um, like out not really outcry what's the word i'm looking for reaction i mean when when he passed was just like kind of like overwhelming you know it's kind of like uniting yeah. mm-hmm. um kind of like going to like uh like to- like kobe like um 
we don't really appreciate people for what they are until they're gone, Bro, you know. Straight up, straight absolutely. Up. Like, I mean, we we, we kind of get caught up in our everyday lives, you know. Yeah, like, oh, sure. that's cool. Oh, we're cool. Um, but I mean, when someone someone's gone. And you, celebrity you look deaths, back. bro, they're, they're public, and everyone knows the details. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks, but yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm absolutely going to watch it, especially because um, Ava DuVernay is going to be directing, which is cool, because I had just have that connection where we're learning about her in class. True. I'm going to be honest. Don't ask me any questions about her. We haven't gotten to her yet. <laughs> we're still on Spike. It's a thorough class. There's a lot of content. Yeah, I mean, we're diving real deep into uh, Julie Dash, Spike Lee, and Ava DuVernay's uh, work. So I mean, um, we're we're done with Julie. We're in Spike right now. I'm okay. excited. I'm okay. excited. I'm um, sure it could be difficult having a minor. Um, I got my bachelor's in business, and I was gonna minor in theater. Wow. But my advisor said that shit was gonna add on like another year and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can understand it's a lot probably balancing your major and that film minor, but yeah, you love your film, so yeah, that's that right up your alley. It's fun, man. I Hell I can't yeah. I can't complain. And those those classes, I mean. Um, the classes for film are almost all in um, the movie theater on campus, the uh, James Bridges Theater, so that's pretty cool. Oh, shit. And, and then, I mean, um, when you walk through the building, I mean, it has a theater, and then it has classrooms as well, and it just has posters of, um, like, every uh, movie that UCLA mm-hmm. has, like, really had their hands on one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool to see. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, that's it's, that's it's motivating so cool. as hell. Absolutely. Yeah. You, just, I, you just look through, and, I mean, a lot of the posters are signed and stuff, too, so. Hell yeah, cool. bro. Yeah, man. Um, real quick, uh, my, my favorite my favorite film class was actually my first one that I took was uh, screenwriting. Mm-hmm. I uh, never thought that screenwriting would be cool. I, when I when I put it on my schedule, I was like, ugh, this might be one of, a tough class, you know? Oh, sure. yeah. But it was so fun because my uh, professor was actually, uh, actually worked for Pixar, and oh, so, I mean, it was, he was, like, super, super cool. He's one of those, like, chill professors, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah I don't our, mind our, a chill professor. Our homework was to watch just fantastic movies like uh, like Seven, um, The Sixth nice. Sense, Black, oh, Pan- nice. Black Panther, Wonder Woman. Sure. Um, just fantastic movies like that. I'm like, bro, this is awesome. And then, you, and then the, the last thing was uh, we, we started working on our own uh, scripts for movies. And I was like, dude, this oh, is that can this sound is, daunting. This is fantastic. Yeah. This is fun. I mean, at first <laughs> it seemed kind of crazy, but like yeah. once you really get get into it, I mean, I'm like, bro, can I do this as a career? Like this <laughs> oh, is this is fantastic, man. Ain't that there a it dream? Is. It's, su- it's super fun, man. <laughs> there it is. So it comes out. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> it's, it's super cool, man. Just like writing stuff, and I mean, just the thought of like maybe like eventually seeing something that you made on the big yeah. screen being acted out by right. um, like big name actors, like. For example, um, yeah. uh, the Machinist with Christian Bale. Oh yeah, that that yeah. that body, movie was, was written yeah. in that class that I was in. Not the same, not the same like uh, like lec- lecture that I was in, but like pre- a previous one. But that same class at UCLA, screenwriting thirty three. Mm-hmm. The Machinist was written in that class. Oh wow, that's, that's fucking dope. Yeah, I remember you told me that one time. That's that's insane. Cool. Yeah, it's motivating. I mean, that's yeah. I mean what you're in the right place that was something that was in someone's head that eventually turned into christian bale weighing a hundred pounds or whatever he was some sickly shit yeah christian bale did that for something that came out of someone's mind in that class that's freaking crazy correct me if i'm wrong i'm not sure but did he do batman begins then the machinist then he gained all the way back for the dark knight i thought he did machinist before before all the batman before all the batman movies I th- I think he I think he did do the machinist right before Batman Begins. Yeah, I think it was pretty close. Batman Begins was what oh five oh six. I think it might have even earlier than that. I think it, I think it, it was, was like 05, uh, 05. I'm pretty sure I'm pulling up 
Christian Bale right here. <laughs> that little um, filmography. <laughs> Batman Begins 2005, The Machinist 2004. So yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. Oh, he went straight shit. from The Machinist to Batman Begins, and some people were concerned that he put on too much weight. Oh, they're calling him gosh. Fat Man. Fat Man? But, uh, He's solid in Batman. That's not true at all. If we're talking about Fat Man, we should just talk it's about Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sticking out the fucking back. Oh. Do you bleed? <laughs> you will. <laughs> you will. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. His cheeks are... Co- speak- we're speaking of Batman. We're talking about oh. the new Batsuit. All um, right, yeah, no. All right, let's, so let's just get back breaking into news. Breaking news. Breaking <laughs> Matt news. Reeves drops the first look at the yeah. Batsuit. Exactly. Robert Pattinson and, in the Batsuit. Yeah, and you have to turn up the brightness for that video, but fuck, man, that suit is... It looks fire, and we can say it Low looks key. kind of like a cross of Adam, the old Adam West, like that's what they're saying that it's supposed to be face wise, and then the suit looks like some straight up like Arkham, Arkham Knight, Knight armor Arkham Knight, yeah. type. But pretty much what they were saying about the suit is that like it's a revamped, modernized version of Adam West Batman suit, Got which it. is it could be cool. I just want to yeah. say. So they're just going to steal the opening thing with Daredevil and and act like no one's going to notice. Well, I looked, I'm like, bro, this is literally the opening theme of Daredevil. Like you're not you're not slick. Like Hey, but the score, the score oh. in that is pretty fire though. Oh. oh, sounds sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh man, that the I just want to say, man, we're finally getting the right bat suit. I mean, yeah. that was straight out of Arkham Knight, dude. Right. Like, like the chess piece. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. okay, I see hey, where this is going. I like it. Okay, to go back to chess piece, I like the idea of this little like theory that someone has that his chess piece is made out of the gun pieces that killed his parents. Oh my god! I'd be so like, detailed. <laughs> yeah, that'd, be, that'd be wild. It, it looks like it's made out of some weapons, or he can like detach, detach it, and use it as some yeah. kind of a weapon. You Here know? we are, my friends. Oh my gosh! You We're looking at it in, in full time right here. I was like, "What's oh, going on? What's all, going on? Is this Daredevil pixelated and shit?" I Daredevil. mean, very much like Daredevil. <laughs> and then it, it's all it's all red, and then you just all see the arm the armored chest piece, man, and the the logo. I think oh, they nailed it, man. Yeah. They nailed the logo. It looks so fly. And then I like that it, it goes up the to the, the armored shoulder plate. I mean, you see the the armored chest piece, and then it. You see the collar, and then you go up to the, the cowl, and you're like, ah. Uh, try again <laughs> on the cowl. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the sonic treatment. We deserve better. Oh, I saw God. the cowl, and I'm like, man, what type of makeshift-ass fucking uh, cowl is that, man? It looked like... It, man, it looked like he got a, a sewing kit and just kind of like, oh, yeah. oh, we ran out of materials. Uh, I still need a cowl. <laughs> the fucking cowl. Yeah. Anyway, the thing that that teaser doesn't show us is uh, the color scheme of the suit. Yeah, what would that be? So, uh, what do you what are you guys thinking? I, I hope I, to I did a little poll. God, <laughs> I did it a is poll. not it is not a uh, gray and blue. I hope to God, man. Okay, I I would not mind seeing a dark bl- dark blue and gray just because yeah. it's it's something we've never seen in live action. Mm-hmm. And with the little yellow around the bat, that's some symbol, classic Batman. It's very classic yeah. Batman. Mm-hmm. Straight so out of like, straight out of the animated series, man. Yeah. yeah. So that's the only reason why I would like to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, black I, is just sleek. I just you know? feel like it wouldn't adapt well to on screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, um, no one ever thought that Thor's helmet would look cool on screen. No one thought that. No, they scrapped it, it. No one thought we could make scales on Captain America look cool. Yeah. In real life. Um, yeah. No one thought that Aquaman suit would look cool in real gonna, life, and that's a very kind of in your face, over the top, straight yeah. off, straight off a page. You yeah. Know? Exactly. So I mean, I could be wrong. I just feel, I just feel like, also, it doesn't 
mesh well with what we're hearing this Batman movie is supposed to be. We're hearing it's supposed to be realistic, yeah. gritty, um, mm-hmm. right. uncensored, you know? And I just feel like um, it's kind of unrealistic for... I mean, it's, obviously it's unrealistic for a dude in a bat suit running around just <laughs> slapping people, you know? But we, we have an expectation <laughs> but, um, of Batman. But yes, so. I just feel like Black would go well with... Yeah. Um, Kind of a, a realistic Batman. I feel you. A realistic Batman. And that, that's what the Dark Knight was. It was the suits, they never mm-hmm. even strayed away from the black. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, I would like to... It would be cool to see the gray, but how realistic is it? If, if that's sure. You know, Matt Reeves is going for like that gritty kind of Batman. So. Just like mm-hmm. blue and gray, I don't think it would be... I mean, black and gray was okay with yeah. like... With um, uh, Ben Affleck's suit, yeah. I wasn't a fan of the suit, but the color scheme yeah. wasn't a deal breaker. You know, it wasn't right. horrible. Absolutely, um, the suit itself was whatever. It looked very like knitted, and just, it looked so. I the don't know. fat bat made no sense. <laughs> they didn't do any favors casting a fatter guy for Batman, and then making the logo fat as well. No, they, yeah, they played Ben Affleck because that logo was. Just... I think Ben Affleck did a good job for what, for what he was dealt. Um, yeah. I, I would have liked to see him go longer, man. I would have liked... I, I wanted it to work. I would have liked Physically, him. I think he looks like Bruce Wayne. I would yeah. have liked him to go longer if they told Zack Snyder, get the F out of DC. <laughs> <laughs> um, where our, our homie Gary is like, release the Snyder Cut. I'm release like, man, no Snyder one cut. wants that. It's hey, over, what man. what if it comes to HBO Max, though? If they do it, hey, I'll watch Snyder it. Cut. If yeah, they no, do I'm it, I'll watch it. That. But I mean, Zack Snyder is not my favorite director. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I mean, he. I, I feel like he just tries too much, but he like he has a lot of like thought behind his, uh, very his work. very ambitious. But he doesn't translate it well to yeah. on screen. Right. Um, I'm just not a and big... And you can have sure. those ambitions, but you gotta execute it. And when it's a lack of that execution, it's like, oh, God. Especially Batman v Superman. Such Do you bleed? Right you, will. <laughs> you will. I was like, like bro, just, just erase that from the script. I don't know how you thought that was gonna look good. Could have dropped something a lot better for that, because that was supposed to be, like, one of the quotes of the movie. And right. Yeah. The, the whole movie, the whole DC universe up to that point was just so messed up, because... They were just trying to catch up to Marvel because Marvel was yeah. dropping Avengers, Age of Ultron, all right. these Civil War, all these team up movies, uh, and then right. DC's like, "Oh shoot, we gotta, we gotta release, it. <laughs> we, we, go, we, we, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta catch up real quick, you know." Um, uh, let's Batman vs Superman, like whatever, exactly. they, whatever they think is gonna make money. Yeah. You're a Batman vs Superman. What the heck, dude? That's crazy. I gotta go watch that. And Bro, then I was just so went, hyped for that. Movie, then it just yeah. wasn't. How yeah. are you gonna do a Batman vs Superman when you haven't put out a Batman movie? Dude? Right. You <laughs> cannot do that. You have to focus on characters. First, that's why Marvel yeah. did it well, man. And that's the thing they, with with Batman; it's a character you can rely on for. I mean, he's very reliable. Everyone will go watch a Batman movie, absolutely. no matter the time of year. If you do it right, every single person is going to watch a Batman movie. They were they were rushing. You have to take your time building yeah. a universe like this. Marvel it's Marvel didn't time. put out the Avengers until four years in right. to, right. and that's after they already established. Iron Man, they established Captain America, they established Thor. Right. I mean, we kind of established Hulk. I mean, <laughs> no we one really watched no one watched who that Edward movie. Was. <laughs> but you have to establish the characters you have and, to, who, you have to be and who they are first before you start teaming up. You can't yeah. just be throwing money makers at the wall and hoping that it makes yeah. a good film. That's not how it works. I, I think one of the biggest things, I mean, because I've written, I've started writing a script, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> you, you need to, that was a joke, guys. I, I used my fingers. Um, you can't, just like start throwing crazy stuff without establishing who the characters are first. Mm-hmm. You need to know who you're dealing with. You know right. yeah. they need they need they, they need to be deeper. They can't just be yeah, like I a think, name. I think DC has the opportunity. We spoke about it before for more character driven movies, just with sure. Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something 
I think Marvel was doing more towards the end of the Infinity War saga. Mm-hmm. But yeah, DC has the characters, and it's like absolutely go. And, they are go bigger and, household names. Like right. everyone in the world knows who Batman and who exactly. Superman is. Exactly, and it, they're they're like gods. Like their abilities and um, they're, they're very much household names. But mm-hmm. it's like look at Marvel. They brought Black Widow to. Like, I mean, not many like who the knew. fuck are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Let's, roll, exactly. let's roll back the clock to 2007. <laughs> um, if you mention Iron Man and you mention Batman, very similar, very similar characters. Yeah. Everyone knows who Batman was before Iron Man one came out. Do you think everyone knew who Iron Man was? Exactly. No. Do you think people exactly. know who Black Widow was? No. Right. Do you think people knew who Captain America was more so than Iron Man? But yeah. compare him to someone like Batman. Yeah. They don't care about Captain America compared yeah. to Batman. Right. But Marvel literally just swept that rug out from DC and said, yeah. "You know what? We are the Captain now. We are the, <laughs> we are the comic book entertainment." And they DC all, just I, yeah. fumbled the bag, man. They're so they I like that they're taking their time more now and putting out character-driven movies, solo yeah. movies like Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Right. I mean, Joker, different universe. Different but universe. Joker. Um, I think at this point, that's going to be the one thing that they have because Marvel did it and they did it perfectly. The Infinity Saga, it was done, it was done perfectly. I believe. Yes. And you know, you can't buy back those years. That shit is part of our childhood now. So DC kind of missed that. So now they're trying <laughs> to just like, okay, we've already missed the 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 big superhero chain, but now. People are always going to watch superhero films, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Go to the character one. Um, so, we talked about we talked about the bat suit. Yeah, let's what talk are, about the Wonder Woman suit real quick. The Wonder Woman suit real quick. The, and we're talking about which one specifically? The the one that's always in the trailers. The yeah. Gold, the golden <laughs> eagle armor. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so, in, in the comics, she has this suit. Like, it's supposed to, like, she wears it because... <laughs> Because like she's about to go into some crazy ass battle. Like I, I read a little little bit okay. that um, she like the world was almost like in the brink of war between mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman and Superman. Okay. So like she was about she had to wear this because she might have squared off with Superman. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like okay, like what kind of threat is gonna be in the next Wonder Woman movie to where she has to wear this golden eagle? Right, armor. right. And that's why I. That's why I like the suit, just because there's something going on uh-huh. within the movie to where she needs to wear it. Right. You know? Man, and, no, uh, no, nobody yeah. asked for that, man. <laughs> no one asked for that. It's I mean, certainly, it's certainly different to the aesthetic that we're used to a Wonder Woman, which just isn't a lot at all. You know, it's Wonder sure. Woman's suit. is It's very revealing and everything. This com- covers her completely, and it's gold and very yeah. loud. and Very loud. <laughs> right, right. So it's like, like you said, I'm curious it, to see the function that, behind it, because yeah. I'm sure that means there's a big threat looming in the distance. Yeah, and that's so. why I, I'm all for it. But, Marcus, right. I know you have your take on it. The so aesthetic is whatever. It what, looks what you got, Marcus? Horrible. <laughs> it looks horrible, man. The... The, the the helmet is god awful, man. If you do it right, then it looks great. But no one asked for this, man. No one asked for Wonder Woman to be in nineteen eighty, man. Like I know, like they did yeah. it right one time, and they're like, oh, you you guys like that? Oh, just wait for this next one. We're gonna put her in the eighties. Like, oh, I mean, um, I guess like I'll watch it, but like, why? <laughs> why though? Like, bro, well, and when you, you see it's in the eighties, you know what it does for me? It's like, okay, so this is prior to. Yeah, everything that's to everything happened. that's happened. Yeah, I kind of want to see. I want to see some growth in the current DC universe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So knowing that it's in the 80s, it's like okay, how was that going to play out to the the heroes now? And sure, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think it's going to work because it's in the 80s. even the music, like the 
is it the score like some of the theme music or the trailer is very like kind of funky 80s uh, like, boom, 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 boom. I forgot what song that is yeah uh, what no, song it's, is it's that? not a man nobody asked for that remember? It's, <laughs> it's White Wedding by do you know the band that's Billy Idol or, no, is, is that Billy Idol? White Wedding? Man, I'm, I'm, I feel so ashamed of myself. I am not the one to ask. But <laughs> it, it just felt very... Nice. Billy Idol, yeah, see? I was right. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. I was about to say, if I got that wrong, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be like, thank you guys. It was a pleasure. <laughs> so, Marcus, you don't like the suit? No, but, the suit okay. is horrible. Okay. It, I mean, it, I looked, can... it looks, okay. it looks awful. And I know I'm not the only person that, that feels that way because... Uh, me, my homie uh, Garrett, he's like, man, that suit is that suit is trash, man. That, that it, it just trash, man. it does not look good. And then our homie Chadwick's, uh, I mean, then we put out a poll, or not we, you guys put out a poll on your uh, on your oh, Instagram, yeah, it was, it was and it was voting. And our homie <laughs> yeah. Chadwick was like, man, I voted for Gal, G- or just off the strength of Gal Gadot alone. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, man, that means the suit's not good. Like Chadwick is Jamaican. So. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus is, Jamaican. is doing his best. That's how that's how his voice is in my head. Like he's like, it's a done deal. Um, it's a done deal, bro. Yeah, it's a done deal. What I'm, I mean, what's the move? <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, man, that suit is not good. Uh, okay. No one asked for Wonder Woman in the 80s. Um, I feel you. I, feel I mean, the first movie was cool. It was not I as mean, good as... I mean, we're still going to eat this shit up, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Can't, can't wait to see Cheetah. Uh, can't wait to see Christian Wiig as Cheetah. Um, can't but... wait to see fucking Mando. Right, I'm not Pedro like... Pascal. Right, Pedro Pascal. He seems like he might be like the really big villain that might cause Wonder Woman to be in that suit. Maybe. I, um, I, I mean, know, all I know about trailer, Maxwell he's... Lord... Is that he's like a big flashy businessman, right? And you so. know the businessman always gets greedy, and, and they find some kind of machine that gives them power. Oh no, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. Um, moving on though, Billie Eilish on this Bond song. Have we spoken about it? Not yet. It we just came out. It, it just came out last Thursday. The oh. song itself dropped last Thursday. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I listen to it. It sounds. It's. It's very sad. It almost sounds like. They're gonna kill James Bond in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what they kind of wanted. This, this is it, right? This is the last one. This is. I don't know if well, it's the Daniel, last one. It's the one in the last one, Daniel Craig. Yeah, it's Daniel Craig's last yeah. Bond movie. So and his first one was Casino Royale, which is fucking dope. Dude, yeah, no, I've been what I watched. Well, I'm in the middle of watching Casino Royale, and I watched Quantum of Solace yesterday. Okay, I haven't seen yeah. Quantum. Do you, Marcus? Do you fuck with James Bond? Can't say that I do. Um, I feel you. I, feel I, you. I used to play the video games back in the day. Oh, I don't have anything yeah. against it. I just haven't really found the time to really sit down and watch it. I feel them. you. Yeah. Um, the one that really got me into it was Skyfall. I mean, I watched Skyfall. I, I, like, Holy I heard it was fantastic. I, I hear Skyfall yeah. is, like, next to Casino Royale, like, Skyfall is the next, like... Yeah. I mean, just a really cool action movie. Because it went from that to Spectre. But we already spoke about it. Yeah, we talked yeah. about Spectre. Um, it wasn't it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, wasn't it. <laughs> just absolutely a dud. So boring. Skyfall, yeah. yeah, it was cool. So I can't wait to see what Billie Eilish, because I haven't heard the song. Yeah, well, it might, I mean, it doesn't sound like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> She's 18, man. <laughs> oh, god. Oh, she, she is pretty, though. Um, yeah, thank yeah. you. And she has the hell of a following. Like, oh, yeah. Billie Eilish fans are fucking Billie Big Eilish. Big time. Yeah, stabbing for her, bro. Like, yeah. And cold blood. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Stab. Oh, my god. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I mean, okay, her we'll song, see. it's awesome. Like, I, I would rate it, like, if I were to rank all the Daniel Craig Bond songs, mm-hmm. I'd do Skyfall by Adele. Yeah. This one would be nice. number two. Okay. Um. Because Sam Smith did the Spectre, I believe. Oh, his is last for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, Didn't like it. Not a fan of Sam Smith. <laughs> um, Good thing, but just, yeah, no. Yeah. And then I'd probably do... 
You Know My Name by Chris Cornell. That was the Casino Royale song. Oh. And then... Uh, you know, opening sequences for these bonds are... I love the dope. opening sequences. So cool. I didn't realize how much I loved them until I watched Quantum of Solace and oh, Casino yeah. Royale. They're so cool. And then... Um, fucking Another Way to Die by Jack White and Alicia Keys. Okay. So, yeah. Can't what a combo. That. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway. Uh, Marcus, I know, like, since we're talking about music, I know you feel some type of way about Fever 333. I, yes, Fever 333 is a, um, dare I say punk? They're not really a punk. Basically, they're a rock band centered out of, um, Inglewood, California, and I first came across, yes, I first came across this band because they opened for one of my favorite bands, Bring Me to the Horizon, and, um, let me just say how it started, um, it started with, I mean, they, they had their big, uh, like, poster, three, Fever 333 three in the back, and a man walks out with a bag over his head and um, looks like he's ready to get hung, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what that says to you. Mm-hmm. And um, he's he walks out into the middle. He has someone walk him out into the middle of the stage because obviously he can't see. He has a bag over his head. Sure. And he just faces out towards the audience. He's like, it's like that for about a minute, just, just quiet. And I'm like, oh, shoot. This is some... This is some real shit behind this is some meaning behind it you know Mm -hmm. i'm like man this is a powerful this is at their show this is the very first thing he walks out with a bag over his head Mm -hmm. or someone walks out with a bag over his and he just stands out uh, looking into not looking but standing in front of the audience and i was just like man i don't know if everyone else is getting this man but just this this imagery is just Mm -hmm. powerful and anyway so um yeah bro when you showed us the videos earlier you're plus you're very passionate about what they represent too. So mm-hmm. when you showed us the videos earlier, I mean, we were saying, Joe, the visuals are very, very in your striking. Yeah. yeah, very striking. They kind of just, I, I like when shit's direct and, uh, yeah, you, you said pay attention to the lyrics. Of what yeah. They said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyways, once they started, once they started popping off the, 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 um, the band comes out, he rips the, um, the bat, the, uh, bag over his head and their energy is crazy. They go bananas on stage. I've never seen anybody do that. Mm-hmm. Um, to put it in perspective, um, he, uh, the drummer does a backflip on stage. Um, the, the vocalist, uh, tears the leg off of a drum and uh, gets a drum and stabs it and puts his head over it and put, and, uh, starts singing with the drum over his head. Um, he throws it about 20, okay? 20 feet in the air. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy, uh, but and like, stabbing and I'm like oh, the God. energy is, is what I was like, what the heck? This is crazy. I, I go to a bunch of shows and I've never seen anything like this, but like I start listening and, um, uh, just like the titles of their of their songs, um, "Made in America," um, "One of Us," uh, mm-hmm. "Burn It Down." I was like, man, these guys seem pretty cool, and I mean, I like the sound. And um, you start listening to the lyrics, and let me just pull up some some of their lyrics. Um, if you could compare them to, there's one, one band, band that's obviously apparent that they're like, and they're a very like unique band. From- Rage yeah. Against the Machine. They are right. exactly like that in the fact that they. They have a little. Uh, they're very rock, very in your face. They have okay. kind of like a a uh, a hip hop type vocalist. I mean, he can do hip hop, but um, um, and they talk about uh like social issues. Okay. I mean, Fever Three 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 talks a lot about uh equality mm-hmm. and um gun violence in America yeah. and um police brutality and about those things. They just that is all about that, what today is that if yes. we could sum it up, those things are like what the hell today. Yes, yeah. and um. And, uh, yeah, so they're, 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 they're just trying to make it, make a change. And when, when they speak at their shows, it, it, it's fantastic. Where was I going with this? I don't remember. Um, uh, cause I have so, I have so much to say about them. So anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. I wear, I wear their shirts 
everywhere just because it's something that I feel so strongly about. Like, they are not just, like, a band talking about their personal experiences. Mm-hmm. They're a band trying to make a change. I mean, on all their stuff, they said there's a fever coming. Yeah. And um, so there, there, there's three guys. There is a uh, guitar player, a vocalist, and a drummer. Nice. Mm-hmm. The, sure. And obviously in rock, mo- it's mostly, I mean, white, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Oh, hell yeah. But what was obvious when they got on stage was uh, they have a, a black guitar player and the singer is obviously mixed. He looks about half black. So that is already just like catches your eye when you're at a show. You it's know what I mean? You, don't, you yeah. don't see that. You don't see that often. That often. Mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, guitar player just has dreads, you know, and mm-hmm. usually that's more rap than rock anyways. Right. You know? right. So it, it was super it was super cool to see that, that like they're um kind of like uh very unique in the. You got to respect that, man. Anyone who. I feel like with music um, these days, I mean, I'm big on hip-hop. Sure. So it, it's, at times, mostly about the lifestyle and not so much the lyric, lyrical aspect, so I get it. So when you hear people who are really out there speaking some real shit... Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to pull up some some yeah. lyrics for us right now because I, 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 I just feel they're super strong, man. What is... Uh, what is is Tom Morello, like, mixed or anything? Do you know what, what he is? Tom Morello is, is mixed, yeah. Okay. Um, Who's that? Yeah. Is he Tom, Tom Morello? Is the guitar player for uh, Rage Against the Machine? Oh, okay. one of the most uh, legendary uh, guitar players of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you so- see, that just ate up my alley. I'll keep it for <laughs> Keep it. I, I, stack. I, I keep it an absolute stack. But I know who Rage Against the Machine is. But shit, I don't know who the hell the yeah 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 yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So so uh, yeah. So Fever three three three. Um, their uh, logo for their band is a cat. And I mean, they're all most of their merch is black, and that kind of um, is a testament to the Black Panther right, party. Right. I mean, right. uh, so I think that Makes that sense. was super cool too. Um, I'm pulling up some lyrics for us right now, so we can read them in real time. I feel you. Um, right here, this song, uh, "One of Us," it is one of their biggest songs. Um, I it, see greed already. Okay. Yes. So um, it starts out with uh, we could just we could just read it to like. You're the minority, we are the majority, yeah. talking about um, the people in control. I mean, the like, the, the heads of our of our country, I mean, we, they're supposed to be, like, the majority, and us, I mean, um, black, Mexican, um, right. Asian, um, uh, uh, LG, LGBTQ, mm-hmm. um, that we're the minority, but really, the power is in the people, you know, if we yeah. all, like, band together. Yeah. We're the majority. We, 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 uh... We outnumber the 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 top of the food chain right. by by so much. You know, all we have yeah. to do is, is band together. Because it, it, it is it is interesting when you've seen the history of our presidents. I think I've said this before on here. Um, the history of our presidents. It's mostly you know old white men, but that's mm-hmm. not a reflection, an accurate reflection of the country. You yes, know, especially sure. currently. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel you completely. <laughs> I, I, I feel that just because. right here. Another policy to keep you on your knees. Um, uh, basically, uh, they're gonna they're gonna cut you down. They're trying to cut you down. Uh, if you speak too much, um, they try to hush you up because uh, now you're one of us speaking to we are them. Uh, so they're they're very much you can just they're very much about very yeah politically and, charged. And See, I, it sounds politically charged. And at yeah. the end, they what they what very rage against the machine. They scream the same line over and over, yeah. which is a stand up or die on your knees. Yeah. Which you think like what the heck? That sounds pretty pretty violent. But it that's kind of speaking about we. We need to stand up for the change that we want right. in, in America, or else you're just gonna nothing's gonna change. You're gonna die in the same place that, yeah. that you started as. So either we we stand up and band yeah. together, and you know, 
uh, make a stand for what we believe in. Right. Or nothing's going to happen. We're It's going to be the same exact thing, you know. So stand up or die on your knees, you know. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's that speaks right. So. And you showed us this music video earlier. And in this part of the song, when they're saying stand up or die on your knees, was this the moment in the video where the singer was getting beat down from some cops and like reaching out to some KKK members. That's a, that's a, that's a different song, but yes, uh, in one of the oh, music yeah. videos, we, I, I showed them a couple of music videos before uh, the cast just cause I wanted to, th- to them to have a, some background on this band. So, uh, when they were talking about the imagery of the music videos, uh, one of the, uh, songs that, uh, one of the music videos opens with just a cop car on fire and then mm-hmm. it cuts to the lead singer running and eventually you see that he is running from a uh, police mm-hmm. and he's just running through the streets of LA. Um, and uh, that's meant to be very recognizable for the public. I mean, especially yeah, yeah. people from LA, it's very, I mean, that you're like, it doesn't take long to notice. Sure. And eventually um, uh, the police catch up to him and start beating him down. And uh, there's images of people in uh, KKK gowns mm-hmm. um, kind of doing the same thing, just chasing him. And uh, there's images like a noose on fire. Um, it's, it's very in your face. It's very yeah. in your face. And, I mean, that kind of goes to closed mouths don't get fed, you know? Yeah, bro. Um, you, need, you need to speak up. Uh, I mean, sometimes you need to throw something powerful like this in, in, yeah. in people's faces because, Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the other day I posted something on my Instagram story where I said, um, I said, uh, I think uh, order is an illusion. And that's kind of mm-hmm. talking about, like, the society that we live in. Um, we think that like everything is like everything is cool, every, like it's controlled, but mm-hmm. really, um, it's not. I mean, it, yeah. everything is not what it seems to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really what, um, in my opinion, what what we see is what they want us to see. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it requires us to think outside the box. Yeah, and, and really do some critical thinking. I think our generation is is trying to do a lot more of that. Is we're trying not to believe everything we're told. Everything right. that's fed to us, um, yeah. That bad music video—it's just with the whole police aspect again. Just speaking to today, it's like sure. a lot of people can recognize that shit. Yeah, one mm. of the, the the name of their initial album was "Made in America," okay. and it's not made in America; it's made in America. So that's not really saying that like we, the people, were born in America. It's saying yeah. that like America is built off of uh, us minority people, right? You know, yeah. um, like like you said, like when we think of like. Who founded America? We think George Washington. We think yeah. of like pilgrims and stuff like mm. that. But who was here before them? You know, right? I mean, who who yeah. who, who, lays, the, who who the true who lays a lot of the the, the groundwork? And I, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to seem like I am um, against like white people or mm. like something like that or who we oh, not, or not who who majority the majority is. Mm-hmm. You know, right. um, but uh, but I just feel because I feel like if you go to that extent where, where you start like talking down. On like white people, you're no better than the people that are talking oh, down sure. and that, on that, black that people or Mexicans. Happens. That certainly yes, happens. it's it really a fine line happen. that you have yeah. to walk, you know, because you want yeah, to stand right. up for something that you believe in and um, you can't, make, yeah. make your voice made. Right, but you don't want to um, uh, disrespect yeah. the uh, other parties so much because then you're no better, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, yeah so um, I, I think now more, more and more these days, um, it's it's just about that acknowledgement you know what i'm saying that acknowledgement people who are not of color that there is just something different that's all um especially in regards to the industry i mean we see it and we we hear these actors talking about it they're they're accepting speeches and everything so uh yeah man what we do here on this podcast we talk about inclusion we push for inclusion and things that we feel should be more inclusive and um I think that is its own way of us at least standing up for what the hell we believe in. So yeah, um, 
Just uh, just another one of these lyrics. I mean, I just have a couple of them open. Uh, we kind of got talking about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, but, uh, Fever 333, by the uh, way. That's who we're talking uh, about. No stars, dead bodies on the boulevard, cop cars, true killers, and they still at large. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we land is where we fall, uh, made in America. Um, cop cars, true killers, and uh, and they're still at large. I mean, talking about police brutality, I mean, uh, if it, Yeah, if it's not more direct than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no stars, dead bodies on, on our boulevard. I mean, mm-hmm. talking about uh, just kind of like people are dying like straight up like in the streets you know what i mean and that's not really like a big issue i feel like in america or like society doesn't want you to think it is but people are yeah man just getting gunned down i mean and i think i think it depends on who is getting gunned down and what kind of people are and depending on what color they are and their socioeconomic place in life will determine how society deems its value you know what i'm saying so because you know that happens on a daily basis. And that's not all cops either, you know. Oh, I no. Mean, yeah, no. I just I just want to put that out there as yeah, well. No. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I appreciate everything that law enforcement does you for, have for us or else, you know, we would be almost no better than, Bro, than savages. The you fact know? that I can dial 911 is a blessing. So yes, Of course, absolutely. I'm grateful. But, I mean, we just we realistically understand but that. But it's not perfect. Exactly. Right? We understand perfect. that it's flawed. Yes. And these days, young people are willing to speak out about how it is flawed. Yeah. That's because the responsibility that we impose on first responders, you know, they have a big responsibility, man. And we trust them. Right. We, we place a lot of trust in them, so we trust for them to do the right thing. Um, okay. One more, okay. one more. Go so ahead, go so ahead. At the beginning, this song is called Trigger. It's about gun violence in America. And it starts with, our nation must once again answer a question. Is now a good time to talk about gun violence in this country? There are, um, there are nearly 13,000 gun homicides a year in the U.S., on an average day, 96 Americans are killed with guns. Seven of them are children. Um, Jeez. I mean... that That's part of the song. That's not like... that's. Right, not, I was about to say, it sounds like you're just rattling off statistics, but that's actually lyrics from the song. Yeah, and again, uh, kind of like a similar thing. Pull the trigger, <laughs> or get shot. Statistic. I'm reading it right now. Pull the trigger, <laughs> or get shot. Pull the trigger, or get shot. Um, kind of like yeah. stand up or die on your knees. Pull the trigger is kind of like, let's stand up, make a change, you yeah. know? Or else nothing's gonna happen. You, right. you, I mean, you, you're gonna die, and it's gonna be the same, the same issues that when we were here. You know. Yeah, I think, uh, for just my opinion, I, we kind of are aware of the issues now. I think us, just being the people we are, young, we have to present them the right way, that mm-hmm. way they're heard. Yes. Because there's a lot of young, passionate people out there who have opinions, and the way that they present it can be fucked up. And then it's like mm-hmm. your audience isn't even gonna want to listen if it's too combative and it's filled with animosity yes (laughs) you ain't gotta be preaching all kinds of love and hugs but it's like when you do bring your point up just make sure that it's respectable you know what i'm saying yeah hell yeah hell yeah man yeah so i I think everyone should definitely um whoever's listening um check out fever 333 um fair warning very rock if you're not a rock person it's gonna be very in your face and yeah um even if you don't like the sound just kind of li- look up the lyrics, um, listen to some of their interviews, and okay. know what they stand for. Um, even go to their Instagram page. It's it's it, you might if you if you don't like the music, um, it's the meaning behind it. You yeah. know, it's it's what it's like I said. I keep, I keep on saying it's what they stand for. It's not yeah. Um, maybe the sound that you might oh, yeah, be able to you. relate with. It, um, it's so easy to get caught up in the sound of things these days, as opposed to what the hell is being spoken about. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. It, 
Definitely, I think people should go check them out. I love, I love this man. Something I can, I'm very passionate about. Man. I can feel it, man. Sure. Yeah, like I even, mean, when we even came though, in here to record, the boy was re- just this band specifically. Really yeah, passionate. man. This is, this yeah. is, I, I feel it's just, uh, you don't see many, many bands like this, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, like, when I saw them, I just like fell in love with them, fell in, fell in love with, uh, the purpose that they're that they have. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, man. It's certainly about kind of, I mean, we're big on inclusion on this show. We love our movies and everything. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we're... Movies, you know, media, this is dope everything. Just because like, we've been talking movies for like the past like five episodes or so. So yeah. it was nice to talk about some music this time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, bro, I will definitely... I mean, it sounds like some good gym music for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I will fuck around and I will really want to just tap I bet you're hitting listen. PRs to this, huh? Oh, bro. They got a song, <laughs> they got a song called We're Coming In. And when that song comes on, bro, it's it's game over. <laughs> it's, it's game over, bro. It's like, we're coming in, motherfucker, coming in, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go. Oh, oh, bro, when you showed me the videos, I was okay. Definitely some gym music for me. I'm all about it. They're, they're actually uh, produced by Travis Barker. Um, oh, wow. I mean, one of the kings of, oh. of pop punk music. I mean, the dr- whoever, who, for the people who don't know, the Travis Barker is the drummer for Blink-182. Yeah. And yeah, man. Um, I fucking love Blink One Eight Two, bro. Oh, I mean, just embedded in my childhood memories. Yes, Travis. Yeah. I at one of their shows actually. Um, I was there, and Travis Barker came out, and he played he played a song with them because uh, yeah. they got a song called Hunting Season, and that's like their ender, like the song they end on. Okay. And I was like, bro, is Travis Barker gonna gonna come out? This band is from L.A. Travis yeah. lives in L.A. There's um like if he's coming out, it's tonight. It's tonight. And he fucking came out, that's man. Nuts. And I lost. <laughs> I lost my fucking, I lost my marbles, bro. Bro, like, Travis Barker, dude. Tra- that, Travis Barker, Tra- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, de- definitely check them out. Uh, okay. ra- they're similar to Rage Against the Machine. Um, yeah, man. Um, they're they're great. They're fantastic. Um, nice. Nice. Yeah. Dude, dude. This was such a enlightening episode as far as all of that because, uh, yeah, no, that Joe, awesome. you were right. We spoke a lot about movies and the diverse... Like, diversity and inclusion aspect of that so um i think it wouldn't hurt to just kind of i mean music these days i mean it's very much like you know we we like to talk you know it's it's in our intro film tv and entertainment so it was about time we dove into a, another part of entertainment yeah you yeah, know what i mean I feel you, especially something that's kind of speaking to what the hell we're kind of speaking on just yeah. in a different way <laughs> so um what about you marcus um anything else you uh Anything else on your mind? <laughs> um, yeah, man. This is yeah. We're so glad to finally have you. Shit. So you got anything else to? I mean, just uh, just kind of stuff that I've been watching. I yeah. I mean, I know, I know that that's like part of the show. Like, what have you guys been watching? Oh man? hell yeah. Um, yeah. I've been like bursting at the seams to to get to that question. Um, oh so, yeah, yeah. I'm on, I'm on uh, <laughs> this, this show. This show just dropped. Um, high fidelity, right? Hi, hey man, don't steal my thunder. Man. <laughs> Three days ago on Valentine's Day, um, called High Fidelity, starring Zoe Kravitz, man fantastic show dude i can't i can't get enough of it man where it's, can we find this it's show? on hulu it's, it's on hulu. it's a hulu exclusive man and oh, um, zoe kravitz is so cool man she's like the coolest person i've ever seen before dude Catwoman, right I yes Catwoman, exactly man she just cut off all her dreads man she got the short hair it's so fantastic so basically the show is about um uh, a girl named rob that is zoe kravitz's character she owns a record store and it, she basically goes over her top five uh uh, heartbreaks in in her life so you go okay. over her past relationships and kind of like um stuff that goes on with uh how that happened or like kind yeah. of like it it's basically just like a take on like uh it's very centered around like modern 
the modern dating scene in society and and oh, uh, okay. cool. and uh, it has a lot of diversity, man. I mean, Zoe Kravitz. I mean, she is uh, some color in a lead role. We I think is she it. is she yeah. technically half black. Uh, I mean, her dad's Lenny Kravitz. Her mom is Lisa Bonet. Uh, okay. Anyways, uh, yeah. So she's there, uh, and then the two people that work at the record store is um, what is uh, it's this one uh, white guy David H Holmes who ends who we find out is a, a gay character okay and you go through like his dating life and everything which is super oh, cool because that's, that's that's super, very inclusive yeah. zoe kravitz is a uh, bisexual in the show so like okay. some of her heartbreaks are not are, are guys and some of them are, are girls. girls and um uh divine joy randolph boxes yes she she boxes. is the other uh character she is also a woman of color so the people okay. working in the show is uh two 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 women of color and um are one black uh yes nice uh this is the other one and um we are here and <laughs> the white male who ha- who happens to be uh uh gay so that's yeah. kind of cool because it kind of like includes a, l- a little bit of everything and it's just so uh how did it, you find the show I, I i i mean when i drive to school sometimes i like taking different routes to school and i drove i was driving on uh <laughs> sunset boulevard uh through hollywood and uh it was posted on the walls of this one venue called whiskey a go-go okay. and i was like zoe kravitz this show looks pretty cool. Enough said. And so, and so on Valentine's Day, I was like, "Hey, that show comes out tonight. I'm gonna check it out." And <laughs> it, it would was, be on Sunset I was, too. There's so I many was, fucking posters on Sunset. I was hooked, dude. I was like, man, and like it's so centered around like music. So like, oh wow, like culture. Yeah, just like bunch of different types of music. Like, yeah, like David Bowie. Like all this different type type of like cool music, man. It's it's okay. it's great and it's it's fun it's a bunch of fourth wall breaks um talks about like, oh, really? relationships which yeah like it's filled with fourth wall breaks. okay she, so she talks think, to okay. she talks to the the camera like a lot very cool and uh it, it, it's really cool man it's 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 uh it's easy to watch and the episodes are like 35 minutes each okay so like so i mean it's a whole thing uh i'm on episode 10 of i just finished 10 last night of 12 okay. Okay. um i might not watch the last two episodes until next week because uh Trying to slow it down a little. I, yeah, I, <laughs> when I'm done, I'm, when I'm done, I'm like, man, like. I feel you. Uh, like, what do I, but what it's, do I do in my life? It, it's so freaking good, man. It's okay. it's centered around music, love, modern societies, dating scene. Okay, I like um, seeing the interpretations of people's like get, kind of rom com type of. I, it, I wouldn't even say it's comedy. It's oh really? It's not even com like it. Okay. It says comedy, so I kind of watched it. Okay. But it's not comedy. It has its funny parts but like it's just like they they don't try to like uh like crack jokes and like try to make it no like, no no this no. is a joke you need to no. laugh at this time it's a thing. it it's a like just funny shit just happens yeah and i feel like people of our age can like really enjoy okay. this this type of this type of show so definitely go watch uh, high, high fidelity. fidelity it's based off of a novel okay um which later was turned into a movie which i didn't know and now it's a TV show starring Zoe Kravitz. The okay, co- Zoe. The coolest person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> the coolest person I've ever met. Who I've never met. The <laughs> coolest person I've never met, but I want to one day. Also, one of the um, things that we watched in class, uh, When the Leaves Broke by Spike Lee, is a documentary okay. regarding um, uh, Hurricane Katrina. and um, Oh, shit. And he, uh, the response to it. New Orleans. And it's kind of like, it, it inserts you really into New Orleans. Right. Pre-hurricane, during the hurricane, and after. Straight up. And when I was watching this, man, I was like, this is stuff I never knew about. This is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because um, basically, like... Documentaries do that. Basically. Oh, like, hell yeah. They'll put you and, on game. And they have their own narrative, but they'll put you on game. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, 
the hurricane was not the thing that did the most damage to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this theory that, uh, I mean, people, they have like interviews and people th- that were there during the hurricane, they said that many of them, and many of the people who stayed, let me just say, in New Orleans were people that uh, of color, people who do not have the money to go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, people when will the say, ma- just go and leave. It's, like, it's not that easy. It's just up yes, my where, life. where do I go? What money do I use to yeah. get out? A lot of the time when they when they have you evacuate, you spend more money than you really have getting out and then, and then sure. nothing happens. So a lot of them didn't have anywhere to go. And um, they said that they heard a boom and it was uh, one of the levees broke, which basically flooded the whole uh, lower part of New Orleans, Jesus. which is where a lot of the um, lower income... Yeah, um, homes were we and know that, the people who suffer when things like that happen. that de- and there's a theory because because that levee broke it opened up like like i said the, the whole lower part but the upper part where all the richer parts of new orleans um it saved that the mm-hmm. when the levee broke of course um so did the higher ups blow up that levee mm-hmm. to save their own property wow um mm-hmm. We don't know because it's never officially been investigated. Mm-hmm. There's never been... Uh, so this documentary kind of delves deeper into that whole aspect? Kind of. Okay. And um, so, yeah, it just basically fucked all the the, the lower income parts. The poor people, yeah. And, so, and like, we obviously know that they opened the Superdome and um, mm-hmm. that basically turned into just this nasty sewer type, just disgusting area. Because when you put 40,000 people in there, mm-hmm. the running water shut off. Mm-hmm. The electricity shut off. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nowhere to sleep. Oh hell yeah! Um, I mean, the, people were just shitting on the ground because <sighs> oh, because God. the the running water I mean, was when, yeah. the running water was done, and you have a bunch of um like lower income people. They can't change clothes. People didn't bring their clothes. Yeah, they went there. They I, said just, just people were sleeping ground. on the grounds, man. Um, it was it, it was it was horrible to, to see some like something like that. That that basically turned into like like Skid Row, like yeah. the Superdome. And um, once once the they kind of got it cleaned up a little bit, people started going outside. There was not enough space for these people. They didn't have resources. They didn't have food. They they barely had water to survive. People were literally dropping dead. Yeah. Um, and the people in the streets were just dropping were just dropping like flies. And New Orleans essentially turned into this wasteland, a dystopian society within a couple days. Bro, and like, it's like that place is right here in our country. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So it's like this, this 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 thing that we believe that like. Uh, if 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 a, a tragedy were to happen, we have these contingency plans. When shit hits the fan, anything goes. All yeah. those plans go 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 out go out the door, man. So you. like New Orleans, this this well established big city in America, yeah, was basically just getting looted. People were breaking in breaking oh, yeah. into stores, just stealing shit, trying to get on. Or they they told this story about this one guy who who threw a like a like a sixteen plasma screen uh, on the water to see if it would float. And it just sunk straight to the ground. That's a sixty. That, that that's a that. Yeah. You know, people. There was not enough food in 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 these areas, and basically it was all black people that were get that were getting affected. Yeah. I mean, New Orleans has a has a very uh uh has a has a big um black population. You oh know? hell yeah! And um, a lot of history in New Orleans too. Mm-hmm. Music history. And they didn't have medicine. They didn't have anything. So people were literally dying in the streets. Mm-hmm. There was the the CNN reporter said that she that she came to do a story like to kind of report on all this, and um, there was this dead person in the street. So she came back two days later for a step like to to follow up. 
that same dead person was lying in the street. Like people, people, people were just dying, dude, in in the in the okay. streets, like just laying all over so the place. Did, did you did you watch this already? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, okay. it's it's a four part documentary. Okay. And uh, they told this story about this one uh, uh this one gentleman who's watching over his mom who's in a wheelchair, and she eventually died because it was just like ridiculously hot and they didn't have food, they didn't have water, and. So, um, it's hard. That sounds like what, heartbreakingly what, accurate. Like, literally what they area. did with the dead people, they just put them off to the side. Yeah. We're, they're just chilling and the, there's people just laying, dead people just laying around. And eventually yeah. when they did get, get the buses to like save them and stuff, um, he, uh, he was, he was like going to say like, I want to go back and see my mom one more time before I go. And, um, and the dude said, no, get like, get in the bus right now. Or like, mm-hmm. and he said, this man was holding an AK-47. I can either Jesus. go go back and risk getting shot, trying to see my mom one last time, or I can get in, or I can get in the bus. So basically, I mean, this was prior. He left a piece of paper on his mom's dead body, with his name and his information. So when the people do come and clean all this out, bodies. they they can they can just know who's responsible oh, for her. Oh god! So okay. just 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 dead bodies just laying around. And that's not the part of, of Hurricane Katrina that we talk about. Oh no, not at just, all. Just right. People were people had shit on them in in, in the Superdome. Yeah. People had women had period blood all over them. Oh it it just, it just turned into this 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 wasteland, man. And it's and, it's, it's know, hard to imagine. You want to know when the what the one of the funniest parts was that Canada was down with their support troops before America or before like before our troops were there. Mm-hmm. We're like, bro, like who are you guys? We're Canada. Yeah. Uh. Our but, people aren't here yet. Like yeah, the people who were affected by Katrina the most certainly has an effect on the response. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. If there were different people, the response would have been different as well. What's the name of this dog? We got to wrap it up shortly. So what what is the name of this documentary? It's uh, a four part. When the leaves broke, uh, the and leaves it's L E E V E. Oh, okay. So it's not like regular. Trees. No, no. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, man. It's it was a. Where okay. Can, it was great, man. It? Also, check out Euphoria. Euphoria was pretty fantastic too, starring um, uh, Zendaya. Oh man. Oh, you just, was, watched, oh. you just watched Euphoria recently? Uh, no, but I I wanted to I, I wanted to throw it in there. I watched it. I watched it a couple sure months ago. Euphoria. I haven't even watched Euphoria. It's good, man. Well, it's yeah, it's Euphoria really good. Still, yeah. It's kind of um, dark, man. But about that documentary, where can HBO? It's on HBO. HBO. Okay. What's happening then? Oh, and that's Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Spike okay. Lee. It's very Spike long. Spike Lee joint. It's Spike very Lee. long. Okay. We'll Each part is like an hour and a half. Sick. Solid. All right. Yeah, Bro, man. Well, Marcus, thank you for everything, man. I mean, you can just feel the passion from you, and I love yeah, yeah. it. This is this is cool. Hell Came yeah. in with some fire here. Yeah, man. Thank, <laughs> you, yeah, for, man. thank you for making thank the time for us. I know it's difficult just scheduling and shit. Yeah, so. thank you, thank you yeah. for having me, guys. I, I mean, I, I'm like I said, I'm an avid listener. You guys are the homies, so of course I'm going to listen. Nice. And when it's something that I can identify and like feel passionately Absolutely. about, like I look forward to your guys' cast, man. Thank you guys for having yeah, no, me. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll we'll be having you back sometime, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> you got appreciate to. that. Got to come back and join the cast, man. Thank Thanks, you. Marcus. Appreciate that, guys. Uh, check out Fever 333, High Fidelity. Um, if you want <laughs> if you want to get mad at the country, watch uh, When the Leaves Broke. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I'm very thankful for you guys to be here, man. Keep keep up the good shit, man. Hell yeah. Thanks, dude. Hell yeah. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah. You guys hear that? We out here. We are really out here. (laughs) Reaching the people. Right.